Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music, talk, inspiration, in perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM, ninety-seven point three. City Breakfast Show. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Six twenty-seven. Welcome to the Friday edition of the City Breakfast Show, live on your dial ninety-seven point three FM. Good morning, bonjour, buenos dias. Let's have breakfast. Sending your thoughts and comments on zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. My name is Nathan Kwal, sitting in for Benadavle. It's such an honor bringing you the biggest breakfast in town. We are running till 10 a.m. You can send in your thoughts and comments on 0549-986-996. On Twitter at City973, hashtag CityCBS. And you are listening to us live on the internet via citynewsroom.com. Start off with our business sense. Brought to us by ADB. ADB is giving you the payday plus. It gives you the chance to access about uh, 10,000 CDs or 80% of your next monthly salary. And there's no interest on repayment within 30 days. 
your money hits your account the same day. You can call Meredith on 0243-273-369 or now on 0244-284197. ADB truly are great and more. Business and today comes from Ronald Reagan, former U.S. president. And he says, the greatest leader is not necessarily the one who does the greatest things. He's the one who gets the people to do the greatest things. So the greatest leader is not the one who necessarily does the greatest things. He's the one who gets his people to do the greatest things. So what is leadership? It's not about you. It's about getting the team to rally around a common objective. It's about getting your team members to do big things. It's about lifting them up and giving them the, the muscle they need so they can fully use their potential and achieve the greatest goal. That's what Ronald Reagan is saying. That's our business sense for the morning. Brought to us by ADB. ADB truly are great and more. The newspaper review comes up next. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is the City Breakfast Show. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. <laughs> The newspaper review is is upon us now and it's brought to us by Fidelity Bank. Fidelity Bank is bringing you the Sikaboom promo. You want extra cash to fall in your lap? Well, here is your opportunity. All you have to do is deposit and maintain 300 CDs and multiples of it in your Fidelity account every month and you could win 100,000 CDs in the grand draw. Open your Fidelity account and make that deposit today. T's and C's apply. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. 
And Total Energy is also bringing us the newspaper review. They are three-time winners of the CIMG Award for Company of the Year in the petroleum area. They are now in the CIMG Hall of Fame for petroleum, and they are saying that they will continue to deliver top-notch products and services so you can keep enjoying your car. Kelchako Toothpaste also bringing us the newspaper review. Kelchako Toothpaste, happy smile. Let me welcome Godfrey Akutubuafu and Richard Delasca. Guys, good morning. Good morning, my brother. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. I'm positive. Uh-huh. And I'm really, really positive about uh-huh. the, the next two matches we have. Uh-huh. I know that there's some, um, what do you call it, conspiracy either of, uh-huh. of, of men <laughs> or spirits to derail. to derail our course in Qatar. Right, shall let you Qatar. Whatever it is, it shall not work. We are going back to the people. We are Ocho, Charlie. Charlie, but that guy, no. The referee. The referee, no. He's smiling. No, that guy, no, no, no. That if, guy, he's... If I meet him, he's on corner. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We'll have worse. Charlie. How? How? How on earth must a man be so callous or incompetent? <laughs> Give that as, as, as penalty. I'm surprised. And to the extent that you have officials you could consult or but the people who are watching the thing in the small room, how do you call them? I, 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 yeah. the light off. The, you see, the, 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 the point is that the call is on them, yes, not necessarily the referee. Because the referee has one look. Mm-hmm. You have a multiple you have multiple chances to see. Mm-hmm. So if for example you see that players are protesting that mm-hmm. no foul was committed. They told him that Fini Gabotti, go and so see. It. You are the, just tell him really, go and see. It. Just so you know what, you come and have a look. If you still think after there is a penalty, fine. Fine. But look at it. But you overruled everybody. I mean, what kind of that guy should never referee any any match. Again. <laughs> he is incompetent. He has no clue. He is clueless. He is hopeless. You will be shocked. You referee the final. Oh, that guy is distinguished ah. by his hopelessness. He should not come anywhere near. He's my Can you imagine that? Moroccan-born American referee. Wow, look, his time is coming. You will see. Anyway, let me take you to the front page of the Daily Graphic, where the budget is also doing Alfat. <laughs> Wickedness. Yes, 2023 economic policy. Ambitious revenue drive underway. Hmm, where have I seen this before? Mm-hmm. E-levy reduced to 1%, VAT increased to 15%, mm-hmm. funding for 30,000 youth-led businesses, mm-hmm. spending cuts, feeding grants go up. Then government picks graphic to produce paper. Hmm. Oh, and central, <laughs> central tongue, mm-hmm. lack of roads undermines development. Let me take you to the Ghanaian Times this morning. 2023 budget and economic policy. Government plans massive expenditure cuts. Projects to spend 205,431 million um, to finance uh, budget. Also, there's something here about the uh, brace-up for hardship minority to Ghanaians. And you can also see the highlights of um, the budget here mm. on the front page. Okay. Front page of the Republic Press. Government freezes jobs. Mm. VAR out of sight mm-hmm. as bad refereeing mm-hmm. helps Portugal. Comes to uh, a photo of uh, 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 the hungry goat. Mm-hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo. Hungry <laughs> <laughs> uh, for record. Yes. Hopeless yeah. record like that. Yeah, hungry goat. Yeah. Me, myself, like I would have protested that look. No, there's no honor in this penalty. Please. Uh-huh. Receive me. If I go and see that. But he was waiting. 
Yeah, wait, 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 let me take you to the final this morning. Budget targets a deficit of 7.7%. Focus includes aggressive domestic revenue mobilization and expenditures um, rationalization. Also this morning, economic con- enclave is saying rice, tomato, maize, poultry, uh, etc. to be produced on uh, 110,000 acres of land. E-levy reduced to 1% and some other stories here. For instance, all 2.5 million extremely poor people to benefit from LEAP, school feeding grant to be increased. Let mm. me take you to the front page of the Herald newspaper and Larry Alandogwe has some exciting headlines <laughs> on the front page. Today. Larry, <laughs> outgoing of Rata's last budget freezes everything. Outgoing of Rata's last budget freezes everything. Bounce government jobs, humpers, diaries, new agencies, V8 cars, and Thank you. <laughs> and then my favorite is just Figo Rooney confirm American referee robbed penalty for redundant Cristiano Ronaldo. Figo Rooney confirm American referee robbed penalty for redundant. Yes. And then finally for me, yeah, the chronicle. Yeah, I have the chronicle. Ophoriata slashes E levy from one point five percent to one percent VAT increment to finance road construction. Also something here that says Ghana to use gold to buy fuel instead of US dollars. Uh, the vice president Dr. Balmia is being quoted. And then VAT increment is in position of more hardships. Uh, that's according to the minority spokesperson on finance, the Honorable Atto Forth. Let me put the daily analyst and the Ghanaian publisher together. They are all dealing with aspects of the budget i'll give you details okay and then also the new crusading guide also has specific details of some of the things that the finance minister said yesterday on the front page okay if you go online citynewsroom.com they have a raft of stories minority says 2023 budget empty only full of grammar okay and there's a picture of dr <laughs> Kazella to force him there other stories um don't approve 2023 budget i rate kumasi traders still parliament wow Portugal hang on for 3-2 win despite spirited Black Stars display. And a few points from the budget. No dishing out of hampers this year. Government to spend $205.4 billion and pegs revenue target at $143 billion. And um, other stories on citynewsroom.com. If you go to citybusinessnews.com, Ghanaians to pay more for goods and services as VAT goes up 2.5%. 2023 budget statement, uh, they have the full text, so those interested, you can find it. And CD loses 53.8% of its value as government adds 93 billion CD debt in 2022. Mm-hmm. If you go to myjoyonline.com, they say VAR missing as Portugal edge Ghana in five goals thriller. Treasury bills won't be affected by debt restructuring, Deputy Finance Minister. Here are 13 measures to reduce public expenditure in 2023. And um, no MMDA should give out hampers this Christmas, cool. Ken Uforiata mm-hmm. says. If you go to starfm.com.gh, Canadian kidnappers case, judgment day is December 20. Victims to observe ruling via video link. 
And they also have the World Cup story. And Minority Leader Tons Finance Minister 2023 budget is a camp day budget. Interesting. <laughs> and if you go international, the BBC says, uh, we will endure. That's coming from Ukraine's first lady. Merkel says she lacked power to influence Putin and other stories. Uh, Trump sued for rape under new NY survivors law. And there's a very... A very troubling story from Australia. Mm-hmm. Okay, a little boy went through an ordeal yesterday. Mm-hmm. Python bites oh. drags Australian boy into pool. Oof. Mm. So that's that's coming from right. from uh, Let, the BBC. Let okay. me take you to the budget quickly. Yes. Uh, on the front page of the Daily Graphic, uh, <clears throat> it says that uh, ambitious revenue drive underway. So Max Olakalari Adombila has details. Says that the government plans to aggressively mobilize domestic revenue, boost local production, and cut spending in order to increase revenue and reduce the country's dependence on borrowing. It will also provide funding for 30,000 youth-led businesses and raise spending to protect the poor and the vulnerable as part of efforts to mitigate the impact of rising prices on individual, on individuals and firms. This was announced by the finance. Minister uh, Ken Oforiata. He said the government acknowledged that the citizenry had been severely impacted by the current economic challenges and had therefore lined up appropriate policies and programs to help address the challenges. So, some of the uh, measures are this the finance minister sought parliament's approval to increase the value added tax that's VAT by 2.5% from 125 oh. to 15%. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went on to explain this aside from revenue measures, the budget will also double allocations to the LEAP payments. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government also increased the number of beneficiary households of LEAP from the current 344,000. And then there are also some spending cuts. Among others, he said all ministries, departments, and agencies, MMDAs, and SOEs had been directed to reduce fuel allocation to political appointees mm-hmm. and their heads by 50%. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has also come to, and then there's a conversation about revamping uh, production. Okay. Um, further, um, the there is also um, a directive regarding uh, V8 and V6 mm-hmm. vehicles. Uh, the finance minister, according to page 10 of the new uh, weekend crusading guide, is uh, saying that um, he's announced that the ban on the use of V8 and uh, V6 vehicles by government officials takes effect uh, from January 2023. Now he said this is part of measures by government to manage its expenditure in the face of the very uh, worsening economic situation we see around the country and the world. Now, the announcement of the ban, however, came with an exception, which made reservations for cross-country travel. Well, the minority has described the budget as empty, and this story is on (laughs) citynewsroom.com. The caucus contends (laughs) that the measures announced by the government as part of efforts to generate revenue would only worsen the economic conditions of Ghanaians. Mm -hmm. While presenting the budget, the finance minister revealed a freeze on employment of public sector workers and an increase in VAT. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Kessel, to forcing those said, quote, what he gave to us was nothing but grammar. He has informed us clearly that the Ghanaian economy is indeed in an intensive care unit. The minister has informed us that going forward to the year 2023, there's going to be a freeze on employment at a time when we know that unemployment, particularly with the youth, is in excess of 50%. Mm-hmm. End quote. And... Um, he added that, uh, quote, it looks as if this government doesn't seem to be aware that this Ghanaian economy has introduced unbearable hardship to the citizens. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the adjustments the minister has announced did not show us how they intend to cut government expenditure. Mm-hmm. The things he announced are, em- are nothing but empty. 
and did not indicate where proper expenditure cuts. I, I don't like the language that MPs, both in government and opposition, I mean, depending mm-hmm. on where they were at a particular time, use. Empty. You can't say that a whole document that is submitted to Parliament has nothing in it. Of course, I mean, I have reservations about the increment in VAT and some of the other measures, you know, announced. But also, I'm also positive about some of the things that they've, they've, they've announced to deal with the cost of running government. Mm-hmm. So those are also positive okay. things. So I'm not sure the language should be empty. Okay. If you have reservations with how far it's gone, okay. say that. But when you well, say it's empty, I, I'm not too sure whether that's appropriate okay. characterization. Staying with citynewsroom.com, some business owners in Kumasi are upset. Mm-hmm. Now, they have expressed disappointment over the government's tax policies contained in the budget statement. And according to these traders... Uh, the new measures announced by the finance minister will only worsen the cost of doing business and burden consumers. They say the increment in VAT by 2.5% will impact their operations negatively and clearly shows that the government um, was insensitive to the plight of traders. The traders are calling on parliament not to approve the budget. Okay. Yes. Let me take you, though, uh, quickly to okay. page three of the new crusading, uh, or the Chronicle newspaper, actually. There's a story there by Max Olofori. Ghana to use gold to buy fuel instead of U.S. dollars. Interesting. Comes with a photograph of Dr. Baumia, the vice president. It says, Ghana is planning to use her gold to buy imported oil products. The vice president, Dr. Mahamudu Baumia, has hinted. Now, according to the vice president, the move is to address the foreign currency challenge associated with oil importation. Now, he posted on his Facebook page yesterday while the 2023 budget and economic policy was being read in Parliament um, details of what he thought should be done. Now, he explained in the post that the demand for foreign exchange by oil importers in the face of dwindling foreign exchange reserves resulted in the depreciation of the city. So his solution is, let's go with gold. Let me take you to the Republic Press, page 3. No poultry farmer in Ghana can meet our demand. Papaya Group CEO. So the uh, Group CEO of Papaya, Mr. Divine Kwejo, a CEO, has said poultry farmers in the country are unable to meet their demands. According to him, Papaya started on a good note by buying a cooking made in Ghana products, but as the company was growing, demand became high, and there was no reliable supply of some of the commodities, hence the need to import. Quote, uh, it was the wish of the company to cook locally made food products, but it got to a point where the demand was high, but no supply. He noted that the company needed at least 2,000 dressed chickens a day to meet demand, but no poultry farmer in Ghana could produce to meet the specification. He admitted <coughs> that foreign chicken is quality produced to specification that follows all the safety and world health Standard. So that's uh, one story for us to look at. And then um, a quick one. Let me give you the match report from the Herald on the Black Stars. Thank you. Thank you, thank uh, you. Quickly uh, on page on page five. Larry, I think Larry wrote this himself. Yes, Larry. It says unemployed Cristiano Ronaldo. No, run it inside. Run it inside. Number five. This Larry wrote it. Says unemployed Cristiano Ronaldo. Yesterday started his fifth World Cup in Qatar against Ghana in a Group H match at Stadium 974 in Doha. Mm-hmm. On a controversial note, mm-hmm. when he fell to the ground and got awarded a penalty, which has since divided the football world. He dived, he dived. Yes. Interestingly, during a post-match show, mm-hmm. former Portuguese professional footballer Luis Figo, mm-hmm. who played with Ronaldo, said, I don't think it was a penalty, yes. but I welcome it. Mm-hmm. 
the Portuguese effortlessly fell to the ground mm-hmm. following a 50-50 tackle <laughs> from Mohamed Salis. And the American referee, uh-huh. Ismail El Fat, awarded a penalty to mm-hmm. Portugal. Mm-hmm. And there was no subsequent VR check mm-hmm. despite protests from the Ghanaian players for him to re-evaluate mm-hmm. his decision. But, but on a more serious note, is there an, a way we can protest this thing? Oh, it's gone. It's, it's gone. See, I think FIFA is so opaque in, in, in so many areas that the point is there's the need for reforms in these things because you can't tell me that this level of injustice should go you know, <laughs> uncorrected. The best you get is that the referee gets sanctioned. He won't ref a game again. But you're not okay. You won't get the result. No, back. no, no. That's okay. But even that, something should be done about it, so that where the the, the 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 decision, the wrong decision, is so critical, goes to the root of the of of, of the outcome of the game. Something has but got to be done. Is, okay, you see. Because you can't put uh, uh, what do you call it artificial intelligence there for purposes of addressing silly mistakes like this, and yet welcome it. Oh, the result is okay. <laughs> the the, the okay. referee did. No, no, no. It can't continue like that. I think you are the guys in this space. There has got to be reforms to address problems like this. Okay. <laughs> anyway, let me take you. To, tell, tell us about the watchy. <laughs> yeah, just like watch you do something. Yeah, they be like this morning, although I for eat what because although it's not something I should be eating, but I have to eat it to calm me down because I, I never too much. <laughs> yeah, the story says watch it reduces risk of obesity and heart disease. Yeah, no, no, no. My only advice, you know what to do. They should advise themselves. Advise yourself according. My only advice. Yeah. So the writer as photograph is here. Is a professor of. Um, uh, naturopathic healthcare, president of Nyakote College of uh, Holistic Medicine Technology, African Neuro- uh, Naturopathic Foundation. And uh, it basically says that rice grown in certain parts of the world is contaminated um, with uh, arsenic, according, arsenic, according to Rian R. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He goes on to give you some four studies again, gives you these days. But basically, what he's saying is that if you eat a combination of rice, and beans, mm-hmm. which is wache, mm-hmm. alo, rice and beans. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The right level of nutrients are inherent. Uh-huh. Do you understand? There's a blend of the, 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 the carbs you get from rice, the, the, protein the, the protein from, from, uh, from, from, from IE. When that is mixed, uh, it, it is good for your health. <laughs> you and it, exactly. It will reduce obesity because you wouldn't get fat. And then it will also uh, reduce the risk of having cardiovascular uh, okay. All right. Let's go to uh, starfm.com.gh. Uh, uh, remember the Canadian kidnapping story? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Now, judgment on that uh, case will be uh, given on December 20. Okay. Now, the two Canadian ladies who were victims of a kidnapping mm-hmm. and their family would observe the judgment of the High Court on December 20, 2022, via a video link. Okay. This was after the court had granted a request from the family of the victims mm-hmm. to the court through the office of the AG to be allowed to monitor the judgment. The two mm-hmm. ladies, Miss Lauren, Patricia, Catherine, Tiley, and Miss Bailey, Jordan, Chili, who went Kumasi to participate in the youth program in 2019, mm-hmm. were kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Samson Agalo, together with three others, including a Ghanaian, are facing judgment after a full trial. Now, mm-hmm. talking about trials, Aisha Huang mm-hmm. is in court. And the story is on citynewsroom.com. Aisha Huang's son sent to Insawan prison. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, like I said, the story is on citynewsroom.com. And it says, the Accra Criminal Court 5 Division of the High Court has remanded Huang Lei, son of Aisha Huang, to the Insawan Medium Security Prison. This is pending Huang Lei's trial 
for immigration offenses. He stands trial together with another Chinese national, Huang uh, Haihua, Godfrey, I hope I got the name right, <laughs> for remaining in Ghana after the expiration of permits, possession of ammunition without lawful authority, and possession of forged official documents. Mm-hmm. In court on Thursday, the lawyer for the accused persons, Frank Kumako, mm-hmm. um, accused the prosecution of leveling charges unsustainable by the facts available. Mm-hmm. Consequent to this, he said his side would be presenting a bill application mm-hmm. before the court soon by the prosecution led by Hilda Craig pray the court to commit the accused persons to the Islamic medium security prison while the case proceeded. Okay, uh, let me take you to page 9 of the finder. There's an interesting story there. 256 teachers sue GS over promotional exams failure. Now the story uh, was killed from the GNA and says some 256 teachers have sued the Ghana Education Service GS and the Attorney General over their mass failure in the December 2021 promotional examinations. Now, the teachers who are on the assistant director grade 2 position sat for the assistant director grade 1 promotion examination at the Adan Training College um, Center. Now, Mr. James Enu, um, or Enu, uh, counsel for the applicants, uh, the teachers, told the Ghana News Agency that uh, none of the 256 teachers who wrote the exams at the center passed, adding that such an occurrence was bizarre. Okay, all right, that's how we wrap it up on the uh, newspaper review. Uh, thank you, Godfrey. Thank you, Richard. Coming up next is the City Business News. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Six fifty-seven. You're still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Coming up next is the City Business News, brought to us by Access Bank. Access Bank is partnering Graphic Communications to bring you the SME Fair 2022 happening at the AMA Gardens from Thursday, 8th December to Friday, 9th December, from 10 a.m. each day. Come and take advantage of the best discounts and amazing deals this festive season because there are several businesses from several sectors showing up on the day. Call 0800-004400 to find out more. Access Bank, more than banking. Goal is bringing us the City Business News and these days they have provided the platform so you can use mobile money to pay for all your fuel purchases just visit their facebook instagram and twitter pages for more info go good energy go do you need to make that urgent call and you realize that you don't have airtime don't worry just dial star five six star five zero six hash on MTN to borrow credit on MTN Extra Time. The conversations don't need to end. Borrow Extra Time now and enjoy the things you love on your favorite network. And the City Business News is also brought to us by Enterprise Life. Enterprise is your advantage. Natalia Nett is here. She's got the latest from the world of business. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goyle Enterprise Life, your advantage, Access Bank, more than banking and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Let's go straight to our stories and economist Dr. Patrick assuming is warning of more difficult economic situations in 2023. This comes on the back of some measures and macroeconomic targets introduced in the 2023 budget. Reacting to the presentation, he noted that the budget does not inspire confidence for the investor community. I have to say 
I, I was a little bit over, underwhelmed by okay. some of the fiscal targets. Mm -hmm. So uh, we are told that for 2023, the target for the uh, fiscal deficit is 7.7% of GDP. Now, you notice that last year, we announced a target of 7.4. And then in the mid-year budget, we revised it down to 6.6. .6. So given all that has happened with our, the state of our finances, we would have expected that maybe we would have, you know, we would have gone for a harder target or try to cut the deficit a little bit more. So I'm not so sure that investors would be comforted to see that, you know, if as recently as July, we are trying to end this year with a deficit of 6.6, .6, and now it's been announced that next year we are targeting 7.7. .7. That was economist Dr. Patrick Isuming. As part of efforts to meet the changing demands of customers, Sanlam Life Insurance has launched a new funeral insurance to offer clients with comfortable funeral solutions. The new funeral insurance Christian Family Love Plan promises to provide financial protection to policyholders and loved families to finance the cost of their funeral expenses. Speaking on the sidelines of the launch, CEO of Sanlam Life Insurance, Tewia Ben Ahmed, highlighted the distinct features of the insurance plan. As you may know, on 26th of July this year, we rebranded our business to Sanlam and we promised the market that we are going to offer uh, the insurance market in Ghana products that will provide solution to enable Ghanaians live with confidence. Today, what we have done is to bring one of such products that we intend to bring to the good people of Ghana. And this product is called Family Love. The beautiful part of the product is that it has got three packages. The first package is called Inclusive Love. The second package is called Classic Love. And the third, uh, the third and the last package is called Prestige Love. The whole essence of this product is driven by the needs and what our customers requested that we give them. This family love, you don't have to cover yourself if you want to show love to your family. Buy for them and pay their premiums. And, and the essence of the product is to enable you to show love to your family. It gives you that empowerment to show love to your family when it matters the most. There is one another interesting feature of this product as well, which is that typically you find under such products in the market that we, the product can actually show love to you whether or not you make a claim every three years. So every three years of being on this policy, 10% of the premiums you have paid will be refunded to you whether or not you make a claim. That was the Chief Executive Officer of Sanlam Life Insurance, Tewia Ben Ahmed. Majority of shoppers across the world will experience some level of reduction in the prices of products they purchase today. This follows the rolling out of Black Friday by majority of retail shops as well as e-commerce portals in the country. The deal is expected to lead to discount deals of between 10 to 90%. City Business News spoke to some shoppers to share their expectations on the day. I'm very indifferent about Black Friday because originally what I would have paid for the price of an item has doubled up. And so the question I'm asking myself is, am I going to be paying what I would have paid previously for the price of an item for what I would be paying now? You understand? And so I'm just, I'm just not so keen on it. I'm very skeptical about it. But hey, let's see how it goes. Black Friday, who doesn't like Black Friday? I'm going to take that opportunity to buy everything that I need. With these price hikes and everything, Christmas coming, I'm going to do all my Christmas shopping. I'm taking advantage of this Black Friday sales 
to buy everything I need for Christmas because I know in December prices are going to be increased unreasonably by vendors. Black Friday, I love Black Friday. If you don't love Black Friday, forget it. <laughs> Those were some shoppers sharing their expectations on this year's Black Friday. We'll bring you updates on how the day goes in our subsequent bulletin. Now on the interbank foreign exchange market, where banks trade amongst themselves, the dollar remained unchanged and is selling at 13 cities 11 pesos. The British pound gained 13 pesos and is selling at 15 cities 79 pesos. The euro gained 6 pesos and is selling at 13 cities 65 pesos. However, at some forex bureaus, the dollar is selling at 14 cities 80 pesos. The British pound is selling at 17 cities 25 pesos and the euro at 15 cities 10 pesos. Let's now join Gillian Hammer of Data Bank for more on the topic. What's the difference between the amortized value and the market value? If you invest in mutual funds, you may have received a notice from your fund company or heard the regulator, the Securities and Exchange Commission, explaining the requirement for fund companies to apply what is called mark-to-market valuation. In response, you may also notice that your fund company is now showing you two balances for the funds you hold where one is called the amortized value and the other is called either the mark-to-market or market value. The amortized value shows the current value of your investments in the fund if all the investments in that fund were held until they mature so the fund manager could get the full value of the investments done on your behalf. The market value or mark-to-market value, on the other hand, reflects the current value of your investments if the fund manager has to prematurely sell bonds in this current environment without waiting for them to mature. For this reason, fund companies have been directed to process all withdrawals at mark-to-market prices to help protect the value of the funds for those who stay invested. So if you don't have an urgent need for your money, you may want to consider waiting for the bond prices to recover to minimize any losses you could make in the near term. That was Gillian Hammer of Data Bank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle and Enterprise Life, your advantage. Access Bank, more than banking and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Netelinete Ajaho. Have a good business day. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Coming up next is the City Business Edition. But before that, Carbank has some great news for you. They say whatever you desire this Friday, Black Friday or Cyber Monday, just let Carbank be your card as you shop online or in-store. We've got the Visa MasterCard and the GH Link cards. You can call to free on 0800-500-500, chat to them online or send them an email, customercare at carbank.net. Carbank forward together. Now, for many of us, social connections get us through the day, which is why Vodafone's refreshed red offers now give so much value. Get your favorite red offer on Star 200 Hash and enjoy longer conversations with friends and family. Dial Star 200 Hash today to enjoy the best value. Vodafone further together. 
Now, this day and age where rent charges are going through the roof and finding accommodation is a major wahala, Ugo Flip is here to make it easy. They are making the home ownership journey realistic, fun, and more affordable. Just log on to ugoflip.com, register with your phone number or email address, and buy as many tickets as possible. Now, you stand a chance of winning a house at Pram Pram or weekly game prizes or one of the many consolation prizes. Now, even if you don't win the ultimate prize, Ugo Flip will reward you with loyalty points equivalent to $3 a ticket. Now, these points, when accumulated, may be used as a down payment towards buying your next home with us or with other property developers. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Coming up next is the City Business Edition. And today we conclude our conversation on customer service and we wrap it up with five customer experience pitfalls to avoid in 2023 five customer experience pitfalls to avoid in 2023 so kick back relax tune in and learn a few nuggets about customer service coming up next is the city business edition The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Please wait. Please wait. Please wait. Until I get my new car. Please wait. Hello and welcome to another episode of the City Business Edition here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Michael Obudu. And today on the show, we are continuing our conversation on customer service. And we have with us in studio Professor Roberta Bohinton. Today we are focusing on five customer experience pitfalls to avoid in 2023. I hope you have your notebooks and your pens by you because this will be a very informative session as usual. Prof, you're welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Thank you. So uh, first off, I want to find out from you, what is customer experience? So customer experience, and uh, Kelleher definition, they say that customer experience is the sum of all the interactions between a customer and your organization. It is the blend of your organization's physical performance and the emotions that you create all measured against customer expectations across all your points of interaction. Now, if we have to break down this definition into small, small bits, we can take them one by one. The first part of the definition says that it is the sum of all the interactions between a customer and your organization. Now, what that means is that if it's the sum, sum will be X plus Y plus Z. It means that if X interaction is positive, Y is indifferent, Z or Z is particularly bad, then the sum might end up being negative. So if a customer's interaction with you on Tuesday is off the charts because they met Irabna in the teller cage or they met Erasi at the front desk of the hospital, but they come back two days later and it is horrendous, 
because this time it's Kwabna who's in the cage or Kwabna at the front desk of a hospital, then you are failing in the delivery of customer experience. Because the thing is that if customer experience is going to be great, then it means that every interaction at every customer touch point must be exceptional. In other words, the whole organization, whether it's not-for-profit, whether it's for-profit, whether it's a public sector institution, whether it's a fast-moving consumer good firm or an or university, the whole organization must work together to deliver a great customer experience. Now, working in this space for two decades and a half, working across a multiplicity of sectors, working on past clients, working on current clients, I find that when it comes to experience, customer experience, several institutions across Africa are fairly fragmented because as it were, marketing has its lane. HR is working somewhere. Sales also has its lane. So you find that there's a big separation between the core organizational functions that must really be coming together to create one integrated, seamless, world-class customer experience. So if your goal is to significantly improve the quality of your customer experience, then you have to ensure that all the functional areas within the organization must start communicating with each other so that where the rubber meets the road, the customer gets the best experience possible at every single touch point. A few hours ago, I had the blessing of speaking in a chartered institute of marketing in Ghana uh, evening with Professor Henson, and I was speaking about marketing, and I was kind of admonishing CMOs and senior marketing personnel that for the modern marketer today, you have to embrace what is called the collaborator mindset. So you are bringing finance on board, bringing HR on board, bringing IT on board, bringing audit on board, and explaining to them that in the context of new marketing, it's all about customer experience. So if we don't stop dealing with that silo mentality and don't start integrating, then this thing about the sum of all the interactions will fail according to Shaw's the definition. The second part of the definition is that he says that it's the blend of your organization's fiscal performance and the emotion that you create all measured against customer expectations across all your points of interaction. Now, when Shaw talks about fiscal performance, the reference is to your organization's ability to produce and deliver a good quality product or service. So if you are baby nest and you are doing preschool, we want the curriculum to be correct as much as the trampoline. We want the teachers to be neat as much as they should be educated. We want the kitchens to be as good as the washrooms because you are dealing with children. So a good quality product or service is a no-brainer. It is assumed to be okay. It is assumed to be correct because the takeaway here is that 
if you want to deliver exceptional customer experience, then offering a product or service that works is reliable, isn't a pain in the neck, is a given. It is actually the barest minimum. I said in other presentations in this six-part episode that when you take something called a brand, a brand is a functional selling proposition and an emotional selling proposition. The functional part is what I'm speaking to about now, barest minimum. When you are selling a restaurant service, you are not selling the jazz music in the restaurant, you are selling food. So at the barest minimum, the food must be world class. On the contrary, if you go to a jazz club, you don't go to eat the food, you go and listen to the jazz. So in the jazz club, the barest minimum is that from Sadayo Watanabe to El Clu to whoever you are playing, the jazz must be world class. Otherwise, you've lost the plot. Now, the other part of the definition is the part where he says the emotions you create. Yes, great customer experience means creating and effectively managing your customer's emotions. The fact is, my dear Michael, there's not a single interaction that occurs between any organization and its customers that doesn't foster an emotion of some kind. Every interaction fosters an emotion of a kind. The emotion can be positive. The emotion can be negative. It's totally up to you. Now, whether that emotion becomes deep frustration or becomes sheer delight, it is largely up to you. And how thoughtfully you design, plan, and execute your customer experience. Design, plan, and execute. So the emotions you create, by and large, are a function of how thoughtfully you design, you plan, and execute your customer experience. Then there's the part about the definition that speaks to measured against customer expectations across all your points of interaction. In other words, Michael, in delivering a great customer experience, you must necessarily consider your customer's expectations. You must necessarily consider your customer's expectations. Now, you need to realize that at each of your customer touch points, there's an affirmation or there's a negation of the expectations that each customer brings into an interaction. And expectations are formed in a multiplicity of ways. You can form expectations, for instance, through marketing communications. So you've got to run an advertising blitz, outdoor, prints, radio, TV, digital, I mean, multiple channel campaign, multiple platforms, multiple messages, plenty money. After you've deployed those resources, 
you may or may not realize that you've created customer expectations. In the seminar I gave a few hours ago, my big sister in the, my big sister in the marketing ministry, Agnes Essa, asked me a question. She said to me, Prof. Science, so, um, Richard Branson maintains that if you want to de- deliver stupendous customer service, you need to focus on your internal customer audiences first. The question to me was, what is your take on the matter? And I said, oh, what a madness. Me, I totally agree with you because I found by experience that there's no point deploying these hundreds of thousands of dollars on a marketing communications campaign if you haven't empowered your internal troops to deliver on the promises the marketing communication campaign is making. So indeed, if the boys in your trade, they are weak. The guys at your front desk, they are weak. The sales guys going out, they are weak. What's the point then of creating the expectations if you don't have the capacity to affirm and exceed the expectation requirements when the customers come into the service encounter? You are wasting money. So it's so important that the issues around measured against all customer expectations are managed by forward-looking organizations by understanding what these expectations are. So you design interventions, products, and services to meet or exceed same. Moreover, it's important to note to our esteemed City Business Edition listeners that um, consumers are quick to also transfer their expectations of great experience from one industry to the other. So I was talking about how expectations are formed. One avenue I referred to was marketing communications, advertising, PR, all those wonderful things we do in marketing communications. Another way, of course, is past experience. So if, for instance, I came to you seven months ago and the experience was stupendous, when I'm coming back, I expect the same or better. Now, customers are also transferring the experience, sorry, the expectations of good customer experience from one industry to the other. So if the guy flies a good airline and gets excellent service, flies mm. business class, okay. and gets to your hotel, and when they get to your hotel, even though they are paying $400 a night, the service is shambolic, they'll never sleep in that hotel again. Because they would expect that from a business class cabin, they are coming to a $400 a night hotel and they expect the same utopian level of service. True. True. So you can't deliver shoddy. So it means that when it comes to issues around delivering customer experiences, you are not just competing with the people down the street. You are up against everyone everywhere. Let me repeat. When it comes to delivering a good customer experience, in 2022-2023, you are not competing only with that shop down the road. You think it's your competitor. You are up against everyone everywhere. And to make matters worse, my dear yeah. Michael, because of the explosion of social media, customers mm. are also discussing you online. That, yeah. That's the problem. So if they are not happy, they are not even telling their cousins alone. They are going on Twitter and finishing you there as well. So that's you are true. in triple trouble. So that is it with customer experience, man. I mean, like, you really need to understand that expectations Mm. must be managed if you are going to make any positive impact.
Okay. Now, Prof, uh, from what you've said, obviously customers will be experience, will be expecting some level of consistency in the customer service experience. But then we yes, also ma'am. know that these uh, departments are manned by persons who may Absolutely. not be able to deliver. Or let me rephrase the question. Is it possible to deliver consistently great customer experience? Very, 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 very good question. And before I get into the specifics of a longer answer, Michael, even if you can't do 100%, aren't you better off doing 92 than 29 I mean, I'm just inverting the numbers. So, I mean, that, 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 I mean the point I'll make it to you that if, if, if I mean, 92 is a, is a, is a cool A+, plus, 29 is a straight F. So, uh, even if you, you don't get to Utopian, like that $400 a night hotel, yeah. we still expect the receptionist to be, to, 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 to be polite. I mean, sure. you can't say it's 2 a.m., so I'm tired. Why are you coming to worry me? No, you can't do that. So, yes, we are human. But the way to, to correct the, the erratic human nature is that we need to have proper, you remember, I, I used the, the, the trinity of design, plan, and execute your customer experience. If you are designing properly, planning appropriately, executing appropriately, yeah. you would be able to build a certain customer-centric mindset that transformed these human beings from erratic ambassadors into above and beyond ambassadors. But mm-hmm. it, it's a program you need to build. Don't forget, in the session last week, I said there are four steps to this evolution. Service as cost. Service as necessity. Customer service as competitive advantage. And then Branded where you have high level customer experience and every brand touch point is an expression of the brand. So in order to get to that stage for and have people who are energized, ready to run, you need to have the appropriate strategies, the appropriate structures, the appropriate shared values, the appropriate skill sets. So it's all a question of planning and creating the appropriate blueprints and elevating customer experience to a strategic level rather than a residual matter with some two-man team, with some wooden box, with some papers inside, taking customer feedback and not really affecting the organization. Mm. The simple answer to you is that if you want to reduce the erratic nature of humans in delivering customer experience, make it a strategic imperative, make it something that is company-wide and get people to buy into the customer experience vision. That is when you begin to get homogeneity. Interesting answer there, Prof. So uh, I'll take your thoughts briefly on where we are as a country when it comes to customer experience. What will be your assessment of the the space in the last, say, five years? Okay. Uh, Very, very good question. And um, working the last five years, mostly in advisory and consultancy roles, I need to say that we've made some good progress. I see organizations... That, for instance, never had anything about service excellence or customer experience or customer service, starting to build these teams and starting to recognize, albeit rather slowly, the importance of customer experience in transforming organizations. But five years ago, um, our president gave a most riveting 
May Day speech. And I, I like to read portions of the May Day speech to sort of tell you what his thoughts were at the time. Five years ago, on May 1st, 2017, then what I'll do is that after I read excerpts of this very poignant and riveting speech, I'll leave our listeners, our very esteemed listeners, to, to reflect themselves and do their own examination of how far we've come. Okay. My take is that we are making slow progress. But when I read some of the things the president said, I think it, it gives us a, a, a cause to pause and see how far we've come. Okay. Before, you read, noted, before yeah. you read it, sorry, uh, uh, Ghanaians are naturally known to be hospitable people. So why are we making slow progress with customer service? Briefly, I, I, as I thought, that just crossed my mind. My brother, I've been asking other Ghanaians the same question. Me, even me, I'm still grappling with the question. But since you've asked me and I'm supposed to be the professor, let me proffer some thoughts. You know, there's a word like myth. And myth is like the opposite uh, 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 of, of reality. Now, this hospitable, hospitable word that we have been banding around for decades. Um, whilst I, I concede that unlike in some parts of the global north, where well, you can't just go and knock on somebody's door and borrow gari or shita or milk. I, I, I think that we stretched that notion of hospitality a bit too far. Because even if it's grounded in our cultural nuances, where we typically look out for each other, it would seem as if once we leave our homes and get into professional workspaces, we don't quite translate all the good things our mothers taught us, taught us growing up into the workspaces. Tomorrow I'm giving a... Um, hmm. That's a very deep statement. Of, yeah, absolutely. Because your mother will tell you things like, say thank you. Your mother will tell you things like, say sorry. Your mother will tell you things like, hey, Irabna, don't even think of going out dressed like that. Go and change. You have to be decent. Your mother will tell you things. I mean, like, if you take basic motherly advice, oh, Trust me, Ghana's professional spaces would be far more customer-centric than they are today. So it looks like at home it was okay. But somehow when we get to the workspaces, I think we have struggled a bit. So I think it's hospitable at home, not so hospitable in the workplace. And let me, let me give you, as a quick follow-on, some of the things the president himself said uh, five years ago, May 1st, 20. 17. He said Ghanaian artisans, for example, this will be our masons, bricklayers. He said they used to have an enviable reputation around the sub-region. Our carpenters, masons, mechanics, plumbers, tailors were much sought after. They took pride in their work and improved upon their own set standards every time they took on a new job. Then he poses the provocative question. Our president says, how come that old, very old classroom blocks withstand storms and heavy rainfall, while the roofs of nearby newly built ones are ripped off regularly. How come that we build roads that are expected to last for at least five years, and they don't make it through one rainy season before potholes appear? 
the workers on the road, the contractors, the consultants, all conspire to deliver the shoddy work that prevents us from getting where we ought to be. The president said, you and I, Michael, and, and, and our friends, we, we, we very carefully avoid any mention of the workplace attitudes that retard our progress. He said, we arrive at work late, and then we spend the first hour in prayer. We are clock watchers. We live in the middle of critical work because it's official closing time. Everything comes to a stop when it rains, and we expect the rest of the world to also stop. We have no respect for the hours set aside for work. We pray. We eat. We go and visit our friends during work hours. We spend hours chatting on the telephone when customers are waiting to be served. We take a week off for every funeral. Then we wonder why we are not competitive. The president said, when you take our hospitality industry, the service there is bad. It does not match that of competitors. And many of us, this is the part that is so profound. The president said, many of us have sadly come around to accept poor service as the norm. He said, we steal paper, we steal milk, we steal tea, we steal envelopes. We use office vehicles by hearts. We don't protect the things in our offices and our factories. And we show an extreme reluctance to stand up for what we know to be right in our workplaces in general. Note, the president said, in our workplaces in general. I think that aligns with the earlier comment I just made that we seem to to be hospitable at home, when we get to the workplace, it looks like we are not bringing the same discipline to build the customer-centric organizations we need to transform Ghana and, by extension, Africa. The president said, sadly, sadly, we have come to accept poor service as the norm. This was 1st May 2017. Today is Friday, November 25th. I'm throwing the question back to you, Michael. How far have we come? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> I'm short for words. I'm short for yeah. words. If things that we spoke about five years ago are so, yep. so real today, then it means yep. that we really do have a long way to go. Perfect. The, the more prophetic. reason, seriously. The more reason why it's important that you help us understand the pitfalls that we must avoid come 2023 so we change the paradigm entirely. So what would be number one on your list, sir? Okay. So I promised listeners five um, things to watch out for, or five pitfalls to not uh, fall prey to as you build your customer experience for 2023. Okay, number one. Assuming that customer experience is the job of one person or department, if you start from there, you will fail. Because customer experience is where the rubber meets the road for many organizations. So there needs to be C-suite acceptance. C-suite is CEO, CIO, CMO, Chief Customer Officer, CFO, there needs to be C-suite acceptance across all manner of organizations, public, private, not-for-profit, that 
we we are pivoting towards the customer even for marketing customer experience is the new marketing and we need to understand that irrespective of the sector we are operating in the way we interact with our customers will make or break our business in 2023 listen you can't be a polytechnic or university and create very problematic student experiences and expect the students to pass out and become alumni who donate $10 million to you. It won't happen. So, my dear listeners, sometimes we don't even understand we are creating these mistakes. But please, it's good to have a set of guidelines for how you do your business policies, you need to build customer intent statements, you need to build customer experience dashboards, make sure that everybody dealing with customers knows what the guidelines are, build accountability mechanisms, take a proactive stance on customer experience, and generally create a sense of responsiveness from the board level to the shop floor. So the first thing that will make you survive is not assuming that customer experience is the job of one person or department. Number two, ignoring the impact of employee experience. I alluded to it a little earlier when I was speaking about the question my bigger sister in the marketing ministry asked me about the internal customer experience thing. In 2023, trust me, is going to be very pronounced again. Because if you want to build an excellent customer experience, it has to be built from the ground up. Your internal goal is to delight your internal customers by making sure that they have excellent working environments to be in because a customer-centric approach to business begins with a shift in thinking. So this shift must be reflected at all levels of the business from the CEO to the lowest person in the organization. So in order to create a great experience for your customers, you need to make sure your employees are very happy too. But I need to admit that this isn't the best. It's not so easy in the best of circumstances. Mm. But it becomes all but impossible in a fast-paced environment where employees don't have the tools they need to deliver an excellent experience every single time. So, colleagues, if you don't empower your internal employees and you don't create memorable employee experiences, you will struggle to create superior customer experiences in 2023. So, number one, please... Don't think customer experience, the job of one person, is a cast, is an enterprise-wide or institution-wide philosophy. Number two, um, ignoring the impact of employee experience. Number three, not admitting when you've made a mistake. I told you in one of the earlier discussions that this thing about service recovery paradox is so important because when you make a mistake, it sometimes... It's an unavoidable reality of business. But it becomes even more unavoidable. When customers feel as if you don't want to own up, <laughs> you don't want to assist them, please, that one, it doesn't work. So, listen, when you admit your mistakes, 
it tends to make the person you've apologized to more forgiving. So please, once you acknowledge your mistake and show genuine concern for your customer's satisfaction, yes, they have said, they'll let you know it. But if you take a moment to properly examine the situation, chances are good that you'll find a way to provide a satisfactory or even a delightful solution. Customers will actually open up and offer suggestions about how to fix the issue if you level up with them. Then the next issue is ignoring the importance of feedback. Sometimes we have this really challenging phenomenon where we think we know everything. It's not possible. Listen, I was doing the presentation I told you earlier today on uh, the CIMG platform, and I was talking about how modern marketers are taking what we call a 360-degree view of the customer journey. And they are using data in iterative processes to get real-time feedback on what's affecting the customer. This is where marketing is at today. And I made a very powerful submission that for even modern marketing, the pivot is towards customer experience. So if I was proposing a few hours ago that we use data to make this 360-degree customer journey a reality for us in terms of how we view the journey and how we tailor all our marketing efforts to align with this journey. I also want to say in this presentation that feedback can give you early warning about potential problems with your product, your service, or even the quality of the customer experience itself. So please, with the help of feedback, you can make necessary adjustments to improve your service and so reduce customer churn, which is the rate at which you lose uh, profitable customers. So if you handle negative feedback well, it turns a complaint into an opportunity that assists you to strengthen your relationship with your customers. You can also use negative feedback as a way of understanding your customers' pain points. This understanding can assist you to improve your service and prevent similar problems from happening to other customers. So number one, I said, don't assume customer experience the job of only one person or department. Number two, I said, don't ignore the impact of employee experience. I also said that own up when you make a mistake. I also said, don't ignore the importance of feedback. And I want to close on number five. Number five has to do with the fact that you forget to put yourself in the customer's shoes. Now, everybody listening to me who is above 20 years old, who has worked for even five years, they've probably gone for some customer service training before or customer experience training, and they've heard the word empathy, empathy. I mean, if you go for service excellence training, because they don't hear empathy, it means the training cannot prove. Empathy will come. Now, Anytime you hear empathy, they say, oh, put yourself in the customer shoe. Put yourself in the customer shoe. Listen, when it comes to customer experience for 2023, I want to beg you that. When it comes to customer experience, there's a new revelation about this put yourself in the customer shoes. Because, you see, 
Your customers have a certain gender they go through. From the moment they become aware of you, of your brand, to the point where they actually make a purchase decision. Now, it's important using the right data and the right analytics tools to focus on that path or journey the customers take and optimize it, especially in offline interactions where data is even hard to capture. So when we talk about a customer journey map, Michael, it's a visualization of how your prospects and customers go from awareness to action. And that is a very critical piece of the customer experience puzzle. Now, the customer journey is a critical concept for businesses of all sizes, a very critical concept. For instance, you are an e-commerce company. You need to know what your customers are doing when they come to your site. You need to know how they interact with your web pages. If, on the other hand, you're a brick and mortar retailer, you need to understand how people find you, where in the store they stop, what considerations they make, what they pivot to in the shop first. The key here is understanding the customer journey from their perspective. So if you don't know your customer journey, you're missing out on a vital dimension to your business. You can't improve what you don't measure. I repeat, you can't improve what you don't measure. When you know where people drop off in the journey, you can make targeted interventions, targeted improvements, so that you can increase conversion rates and make a stronger connection with these target audiences. So the point I want to close on today, which is the last thing I don't want you to become a victim of in 2023, is not putting yourself in the customer's shoes, not developing customer journey maps, not understanding very critically what the customer journey is, because if you don't do these things, you are missing out on a vital dimension to your business. And I want to close on this point. In 2023, if customer experience is going to be a game changer for you, you need to draw these customer journey maps because you can't improve what you don't measure. Mm. I want to thank you so much for coming on this journey with us. It's been explosive for me. And look, we are here. We can assist. You can contact me. You can talk to the city business team. Let's build this customer experience thing and make Ghana a stronger. Look, you may have heard the budget read today. I'm telling you, the austerity is coming. So in these austerity times, customer experience will make a difference. I wish you all the best and wish you nothing but success in 2023. Michael, I'm done. Thank you so much, Prof. Those were some very detailed nuggets for 2023. We appreciate you for your time and the quality of information you share with us. Well, so listeners, that'll be all for today's edition of the City Business Edition here on 97.3 City FM. And our guest for today was Professor Robert Ebohinson, the Vice Chancellor of the Ghana Communications Technology University, who has been with us on a six weeks series on customer service. And today's topic was pitfalls to avoid for 2023 when it comes to 
great customer experience. I hope you've learned a thing or two. To get access to the previous tapes throughout the series, please go to our SoundCloud account and search for uh, City 97.3. And there you can find City Business Edition. All the clips are there for you to listen. Catch you same time next week. My name is Michael Obudu. Let's connect on Twitter at M Obudu. Stay safe, stay informed, and bye-bye. And no one for me But I have to say Please wait Until I get my new car Please wait Until I find my real side I'm gonna give me some love Love somebody No, 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 no Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. And welcome to kick off here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Daniel Cranting. Let's go straight into our stories. Where two minutes collapsed in the second half by Ghana's Black Stars helped Portugal pick up a 3 2 win in their Group H clash last uh, night. Andrea U 73rd minute goal cancelled out Cristiano Ronaldo's penalty and appeared to have given the Black Stars a new lease of life. Of life. However, goals from Joao Felix and Rafael Liao in the 78th and 80th minutes put Portugal back in control. Osman Bukai headed a home, a home a second goal for the Black Stars, but Portugal held on to win after Iñaki Williams missed an opportunity to snatch a point from Ghana. Let's now hear from furious Black Stars coach Otuado speaking about the officiating after the game. Like you said, the game plan was okay, but then the referee gave a penalty which was not a penalty. Everybody saw the Salisos playing the ball. I don't know because why, because it's Ronaldo or something, the bar, I don't know what they're doing, sleeping. It's a mess. We are playing the ball, it's a foul on us. Surely, this is one of the best teams in the world, then it get, things get difficult, but we came back strong, we had our chances even in the last minute, uh, uh, with Naki playing clever, and um, yeah, this is the way it is. I can't be proud, I mean, it was good, but we, zero points, zero. Yeah, we have to, we are still, we have to improve, um, it will be very, very tough games, the next two games, um, we, we, we have to win, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a different approach. Yeah, Black Stars head coach Otuado speaking there. Let's now hear from Black Stars captain Andrea Yu speaking after the game. Well, I think um, our game plan was working really well, but in the first half we were not um, giving them enough trade behind. But we were solid. They were having a lot of the ball, but they were having um, clear chances. We know what kind of squad they are. We didn't see the penalty, but from outside it looked a bit, I don't know, I don't because uh, I didn't see uh, on, on video. And the penalty changed the course of the game. But after that, we came back into the game, 1-1. And then uh, we considered two goals in, what, five in the space of three, five minutes. 
that changed change the game. That shows that high level we can't switch off. But uh, I'm very confident what I saw. I have a lot of belief. And I believe that uh, if we continue like this and we tweak in some little things, we, we can hopefully get the, the three points uh, in, the, in the next game. That was Black Stars captain Andre Didier. Are you speaking there? Let's now hear from former president John Dramani Mahama, who organized a viewing party at his residence in Cantonment. It was a great game, and um, our boys played very well. They acquitted themselves very well. We had a very strong defense. In the beginning, the front was a bit weak, but the coach made some changes and beefed up the front. And you saw that it opened up the game, and we put Portugal under pressure. But um, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But it gives me confidence that we'll, we'll do well. We still have Uruguay and Korea to play. And um, I'm sure it takes Ghana some time to settle. This first game has settled us. There's still hope. We've warmed ourselves into the competition, and so we'll see how it goes. They played very well, very confidently. The boys have talent. And so this is a black stars for the future, for now and for the future. So let's give them all our support. You had former President John Dramani Mahama speaking there. Some fans also shared their thoughts after the game. I think the change was too rapid and it disorganized the whole team at that uh, early, early, early stage of, of the match. I'm very confident that uh, we have a strong chance. Uh, we should just take it uh, game by game. Yeah, even at the last end, you could see that the guys came back into the team, uh, into the uh, match, and things were moving uh, progressively well. So I believe so much that against the other teams, we would pick our points. At least one goal, one goal, and then we go through. We actually played well, not uh, the scores we needed, but we did well. The reaction wasn't too good, but the players did very well. They played their best. Uh, looking at how we came into the game back, scoring from the day, and then changing wasn't that well, but they did well. Yes, thoughts from some fans after the Black Stars defeat to Portugal yesterday. In the other group, each game, uh, South Korea, they drew goalless with Uruguay. Captain for South Korea, Son Heung-min, he shared his thoughts after the game. Not only for South Korea, I think it was a it was a great match. Obviously, it was a nil-nil, but uh, some people could say, okay, nil-nil is a little bit boring game. But I think it wasn't. So I think it was a entertaining game, entertainment game. So I think it was really interesting. Uh, obviously, you guys are favorite than us. So I think we we fight amazingly, and we um, we what we say we, we fight, and we had a we have unbelievable performance. And then I think the guys have believed that we can we can do. So I think one point that so we are obviously not amazing happy but better than zero point. You had captain for South Korea, Son Heung-min, speaking there. In the other group games in Group G, Switzerland, they beat Cameroon by a goal to nil. goal was scored by Brilliant Bello. Richarlison grabbed the brace for Brazil, who beat Serbia by two goals to nil. Today's group games will see Wales take on Iran at 10 a.m. England will take on uh, USA at 7 p.m. Then in Group A, Qatar will take on Senegal at 1 p.m. And the Netherlands will take on Ecuador at 4 p.m. That brings an end to kickoff here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Daniel Cranting. For more sports news, visit citysportsonline.com. Kickoff was brought to you by the show. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS.
After eight, still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Prior, probably the greatest remix ever done. The Jacket Remix. It'll be featuring live at the Situation. Happening on December 24. Happening at the La Palm Royal Beach. 8 p.m. December 24th. It's the situation. The all-white party. Call 0205-973-973 or 0558-973-973 to book a table and come and party. P-A-R-T-Y because we have to. Fryer will be there. Aquaba will be there. Din Chin Chin Band will be there. DJ Mango. DJ JJ. The hottest DJs in town. They will keep you jumping, bopping, dancing all night long. Call 0205-973-973 or 0558-973-973. To make your reservations, book your table and wrap up the year in style at the most epic party. The Situation Outdoor Party. Earlier, kickoff was read by Daniel Cranting and brought to you by Lecherho. Who are asking that you? Who are asking if you have updated your records? If not, get in touch with on zero five seven four zero six five nine five eight. That's via WhatsApp or call them on zero three zero two two zero eight triple three. Let's share who lets improve lives. GCB is asking you to gain more. Just get to GCB and see what you can get. Now this is what they say: get three hundred thousand CDs as a loan. At a competitive interest rate and repay in 60 months at reduced upfront fees. Pay no monthly fees for six months. Get an instant reward when you make a deposit into your salary account. 
and benefit from free life insurance cover for one year. Promo runs until April 2023. T's and C's apply. GCBA is your bank for life. Clean water and decent toilets are a human right, yet 256 million people in West Africa don't have access to a proper toilet. And we need to change tack now. We need to hashtag change the score on decent toilets for all. Join Team Waterway to ensure that these essentials are normal for everybody. You can tweet to the hashtag change the score. Follow Waterway Ghana and Waterway West Africa on social media. For more updates on how to support this campaign, don't forget to tweet and post with the hashtag change the score. Now this season, GTP is giving you a 5% discount when you make a bulk purchase of 50 or more pieces of fabric for your organizations, church, employees, or clubs. Call b on 204 to enjoy your deal today and while your stakeholders this season. Shop now to start saving GTP lifestyle. Friday, November 25. A few birthday messages coming in. This one says, I wish Zena Bidris you a happy birthday. God should grant you your wishes in life. From your sweetheart, Bernard. Happy 8th birthday to Troy and Ponsan Arthur of St. Teresa School. The message is coming from... Your mom, dad, and Michelle. Happy birthday to Elana Nanadukia Pia. Wishing you the very best. That's the message. Is, um, the message is coming from your dad, Ebo Apia, Mami Kizi brothers, Jesse and Giovanni. <laughs> What's the first thing? Where did I see him? I think I saw him recently somewhere. He didn't see him, but I mean, I saw him. The book keeps a low profile these days. <laughs> yeah. the, the fire, he's, he's, he's an old man now. The fire is gone down. The fire is gone, yeah. yeah. So happy birthday to you, Eliana Nana Dukiapia. And uh, also, let me say happy birthday to Emmanuel Mensa Amakwadi. Joe Morrison, aka Sir Political. Um, today it's your birthday, and uh, we wish you all the very best. Um, uh, you are a great man. Keep doing great things and listening to City FM. I'm in the 
0549-986-996. We can send you your messages. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to send a birthday wish to my dad. Today's my dad's birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, Thank you. Yeah. Just, just two days apart, right? Yeah, three days, yeah, three days. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. So that's, 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 <laughs> happy birthday to my dad. He, he's in hold these days. Oh, hold these Relaxing. Days, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah, the, the, the oxygen city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, happy birthday to you, dad. Oh, yeah. great man. Yeah. Great man. The only downside is that he supports Liverpool. It disturbs me greatly. It's bound to great. Yeah, it's bound to great. We can live with that. <laughs> uh, let me also say uh, happy birthday to Joyce Akite and Um Today is your birthday, and uh, I pray you continue to grow with your smiles and joy throughout your lifetime. Amen. This one is coming in from Raymond Ahiadome. Your husband is celebrating you. Mm. All right. This one says, "Please help me wish my niece Chloe Nyamidia Baba Davis a happy first birthday. Her mother is Lily Bedema of Access Bank, private banking from your aunt Fatima and your cousins Anna and Juju." Going out to Gaspard of Bolgachale, you are an Aden City FM listener. Today is your birthday, and Chale, we wish you all the very best. Prior, they will be live at the situation on December 24. That's the greatest way to end the year. Come out in your all white and let's party from 8 p.m. Yeah, the La Palm Royal Beach Hotel this time. Call 0205-973-973 or 0558-973-973 to book a table. Call and book tables. No last minute. Every day I say this. The boys who like to call me December 24 in the morning. Oh, I want a table. Call 0558-973-973 or 0205-973-973. But last night's encounter, yeah, yesterday's encounter between Ghana and Portugal on the minds of everybody. Look, the conversations haven't ended though. It won't end for a while. <laughs> on the various WhatsApp headlines headline stolen by referee Ismail Alfat mm-hmm. of the United States yeah. of uh, America via uh, Morocco. Yeah, Moroccan born hey. American. <laughs> no, no, it's not the Morocco, it's the name. Ismail Elfat. No, it's not the Ismail, it's the Elfat. The L there, you know that the man, he has done something very, very, very. Sorry. <laughs> I think I, he, he changed it and I was like L fat. <laughs> and it was a bit, it was a, I, I think he had a bit of a shocker. 
uh, in the middle, and it was it was a bit. If you if you look at his CV, he should be better than what he he did yesterday. I mean, his CV reflects he's the two-time. He's actually the reigning MLS referee yeah, the MLS of the year. Yeah. And how does MLS compare to other leagues? Not really, but I'm just. Well, this it, is the world. Cup. Yeah, but I'm coming to his international uh, record. Uh-huh. He was invited as a special referee for the last Afcon. This one in Cameroon, uh-huh. they brought him over to come and referee there. And yes, the, yes, and he refereed the final of the Under Twenty World Cup mm-hmm. as well. The one between uh, Ukraine and Korea. Ukraine and Korea. He refereed. Um, that game as well. Refereed the MLS Cup just this part two or three the weeks one ago. LAFC. Yeah, LAFC versus Philly. Mm-hmm. So he has a couple of high profile games on his CV. Uh, but yesterday, that first call, um, the the penalty call, I, 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 for, for a, a, a high stakes game, and like somebody said, it's a World Cup. Um, if you are giving a penalty in a game like that, you need to be very sure of what it is you are giving. He's, he, well, he sounded sure, but uh, on the evidence of what had happened in front of him. Also questions about why the VR did not call his attention. Of course, the explanations have come up. These days, it's very, very technical as to what goes on with the VR and why it does not and what it does look at. Uh, all kinds of debates have come up. But the reason why I look at that one, it, it was a turning point of the game, really. Um, it was a game where it looked like Ghana had a plan. Mm-hmm. And up until that point, had executed the plan. It was a plan to either hold them and put one in their eye very late in their game and just go away. But that that particular call by the referee changed the entire dynamic of the game. So now the team had to play in a very different way. The game became a bit more stretched. Uh, Chances started coming. The errors became a bit more and contributed to what became a rather exciting game of football. Up until that point, it wasn't. It was a chess match that we were enjoying and we were fully because we are Ghanaian at that mm. point. If we were neutrals and were not invested, it would have been a very difficult game to watch because it did not have a lot of action points. But I enjoyed it from the footballing perspective. But once the dynamics changed, the last 25 minutes had five goals, which is incredible for a game at the World Cup. So, uh, El Fat becomes the headline, uh, gives Ronaldo an undeserved headline because Ronaldo didn't really play well. Uh, he, he was contained completely. He was the man of the match. Yeah, which is a shame. <laughs> <laughs> which is a shame. <laughs> he even found it shame. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but... Apparently, they didn't find anybody to give it to. No. <laughs> no. It is what it is, but... Um, Never want to talk <laughs> I, 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 I think it was it was it's heartbreaking, yeah, for, especially man. for a young team like us. This is yeah. the youngest team in the tournament. There's a lot of inexperience yeah. in the and certain elements. So if you look at Osman Bukari, for instance, mm-hmm. the excitement of scoring at the World Cup. He went to do a sue when we're down three two. Yeah, he should not be You should be just guiding the ball and go. Inaki Williams, that slip. Oh, I mean, I think at Athletic Bilbao, it will never happen. He will stay on his feet, mm-hmm. but it's a different dynamic. This is the, the World Cup. All kinds of pressure yeah, going to say, do I back heal it? Do I pass it to Semenyor? Semenyor do I yeah. do this? You know, a lot of things happened. Um, I, 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 I am sad because I thought we could get this, and then because yeah, I had predicted that the Korea yeah, game is the hardest game we will play. Yeah, now, yeah. here we are having to face Korea, having to win. 
Charlie, but what do we do with the referee? Huh? There's something has got to be done because <laughs> what, what, you know, what, this what, level what, of injustice. You can file a complaint. You can file a complaint. And I and yeah, I, I don't check the GFA yeah. has done it. I, they I, have I'm done told that. that they have filed a complaint. Okay. To and, FIFA, mm-hmm. and we we'll wait to see what FIFA will say. Yeah, but what is the likely outcome of such a complaint? So a number of things. Mm-hmm. The options aren't really many. What can be done is mm-hmm. that. So first of all, they can review the incident and tell referee Elfa, you know what, you got it absolutely wrong, mm-hmm. and then he could be sanctioned. You know what, for you a poor performance, again. you are out of the World Cup. Mm-hmm. You are not handling a game again. That's the know? harshest punishment. He can that's get. the harshest he can get, and that's where it will end. Oh, so the wound, they can't do anything about the game. We say, oh, how they reverse red cards? Oh, oh, no, 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 no! You can't reverse a penalty. It's gone. Once the whistle has ended, it's ended. It's a walk up. Oh, we are last in the group, zero points. I think that's 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 injustice. We can't allow that, <laughs> especially when we have brought AI to help with the process. Of course, it's true that human beings are manning the entire you know system, but to the extent that it delivers a critical outcome that goes to the root of the game, I believe that there should be some reforms to deal with things like this. Where injustice is so obvious that everybody could see it. I mean, listening to my dean of all people yesterday, Alan Shearer, all these big shots in football were clear in their minds that this was a terrible call. So I, I, I think to allow to insist that we should swallow it and the best we can get is the referee doesn't get to referee again. No, uh, the, the referee there, yeah, he will referee you. He will referee because, you know, we sit here and look at this whole football as a game. And forgetting that somebody's business mm. is is a very comp- complex business, and what FIFA would do first is to protect their their mm. own, is to deploy all their resources in in the most legitimate way mm-hmm. to make that decision stand, because if it stands, it helps them. If it doesn't stand, it punches their reputation. Mm-hmm. So for them, it will stand. But this is not to say that it is the worst referee we have ever seen. But at least most people admit that it was a very bad decision. Mm-hmm. And if they, they want to wipe away their guilt, they say that it was a 50-50 decision. They call it soft, yeah, penalty. soft penalty. I thought a penalty was a penalty. And if you are not bold and courageous enough to declare that it's a penalty, remove the word soft yeah. and let's see. <laughs> the thing was a bad decision. But guess what? At times, some negative situations actually come to energize us. Yeah. And, I, no, and I think that it's happened. Yeah. But this will energize the boys. At least one thing they, 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 they learned yesterday is that it's possible. Everything showed that we were we were just at the brink of at least even drawing yeah, equals with them. Getting a point, you know. And talking about Korea, I I I think that we will, we will win emphatically against Korea. It's possible. That's not to say that they are bad side, but also they are not such a good side. Mm-hmm. They are very scientific in their play. Next call, Kudus. Very skillful, <laughs> but at times too playful. Ah. <laughs> at times too playful when it's un- unnecessary. This is World Cup. You need to be serious. Yes, and if you are going to play Korea, you can't be playful because they they, they don't have time to play. But it's in You know, when they are coming, not one person will come. Home. They are like five. You don't know where they are mm. coming from, and they never get tired. You know, 
There's a there's an article on on, on City Sports online about Ghana Korea. Ghana Korea in so, Yeah, yeah somebody. I mean, brilliant article. And and then I, I read one on Ghana Weekend about the the referee, the Moroccan American referee who <laughs> who did that. Then yeah, you know. So, yeah. so so I think that's what it is. It's World Cup, um, but not every um, in not every uh, statistics about FIFA. Um, is is worth it? We are the lowest ranked team, and yet we have provided the most the, enter- entertaining the game. The most entertaining yeah. game. That's Those right. who were ranked above us were taking seven nil and six <laughs> one and four one and things. But I think, look, speaking to some of the old players uh, last night, they are so excited about this team. What they saw, they are so excited. Mm-hmm. So let's see how it goes. Yeah. Again, I, I, yeah. I, I and, and then also look. I think that our problems really started immediately. There was the substitution that brought in uh, what they call Jordan Ayew mm-hmm. and one other, uh, you know, substitute, so that the shape that we appear to have uh-huh. to, to have started the game with yes. was somewhat distorted, and there were two critical errors. Yes, watching yes. The, 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 the playback mm-hmm. that Jordan apparently made. Either he missed the ball or mishandled the ball mm-hmm. and then he lost it at that point and couldn't deal with it and then they scored us. I mean, how could that happen? I mean, I thought he was brought in to provide a second yeah. shield. So, 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 now, as of the time the substitution was made, it was 1-1, mm-hmm. just when we scored, we were making a change. The game, at that point, it was chaos. You understand the game hadn't really it had gone out of shape. Everybody was trying to discover that. Now Portugal as a team would love that because now you were open and they could play through so right. quickly. They they found the space to score two goals. Two goals, what ten minutes, mm. eight minutes, whatever. Apart, yeah. You know, so so there's that. What we could have done, maybe as a technical, the changes. I understood the psychology of the change, the reason for the change. Good. Mm-hmm. But what you do is that you don't want to create chaos. So you make the change and try to calm the game down. So everybody resets and then we go again. What you don't want is that basketball type of where it's end-to-end. And once it is end-to-end and it's open, the Portuguese, will, will, they want that. That's what they want from, from you. And like, like Godfrey said, if we didn't give them that, they would have struggled. Because for 65 minutes, they had no way of going through. Then the penalty comes in. Your game plan changes completely because you want to get back into it. And once you start to chase a game, it will definitely open things up and, you know, you see, things will happen. Yeah, Samen's reference, Kudus, in his, um, you know, um, submission. Yeah, yeah. Kudus, up until that point, many people, you know, thought that was <laughs> the brightest sport. Attacking. Attacking sport in the team mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. Was it necessary to have withdrawn him at that time? Um, and then also taking him off together with the captain who had just scored. They didn't have him even sat down. Yeah, but his, his, his back le- was still... His legs were gone. His legs were gone. And then Charlie, the goal came. So, I mean, explain to those of us... for the day, his legs were gone. It was necessary. It was on point. His legs were gone. He had done the job. one is still 50-50. There are lots of things happening. You see, there are those who have said, well, there was a fear he could get carried away because his temper was on the high. A lot of okay. he was leaving his foot in a lot of tackles. And, and he, he had was been, also on a yellow. And he was already on a yellow. Mm-hmm. 
I think two minutes after he got the yellow, there was a tackle on Cancelo. The referee waved play on, mm-hmm. but already taking note of. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the Ghanaian bench had become aware that this referee, the way the game is going, if they he don't would, take him off. It's the reason why they took Aludu also off because Aludu, where his temper was, he was going to kill somebody. And the Portuguese, if you notice, they had started targeting. They riled them up. A torn in their flesh. He was worrying. So, so tactically, it was correct that we should take kudos off. Ah, uh, no, it, it, it can go anyway. Yes, but he could have kept him on and expected him to be more mature. Yeah, you know, but kept him on and expected him to be more mature. You don't know the kind of communication that goes on between the, the player, the player and, you know, and the coach. Do it this way, then I want to do it that way. Do it this way. You know, it's just what. It, but he's a very good player. He's a he needs a bit more of discipline. And we're saying of uh, this is where uh, Slop would have been a good alternative. Okay. Yeah. Experienced okay. head, you know, you more know. disciplined, mm-hmm. more mature. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just what it is. But but having said all, I don't think we we played badly. Oh, not at all. And and even 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 the, the Portuguese press mm-hmm. are giving it to their own people. Yeah, they didn't play. Well. Yeah, they didn't. They were, they, their performance. <laughs> Really so we, we live to fight another day. Yeah, we go, uh, go again on Monday. You know, yeah, we go, we go on Monday against Korea. And a, a few takeaways for me, you know, um, from for also those who watched the game. Look, let's understand this. We, I, I think, a lot of us tend to watch football defense uh, offensively, without appreciating what happens defensively as well. Oh yeah. So somebody yeah, right. will say, oh. That's like uh, people were not happy with the first half. But a lot of if you go on a training the ground, the, ha- the most work that a team does is actually defensive. Offense is easy. Offense is easy. Run at the other yeah, way. but defense is hard. And it, it did look like Ghana had put in a lot of work at the training ground in the past few days, wherever it is that they've been, to try and retain some level of organization and yeah. defensive discipline, Robust. which is key. At the World Cup, if you've been around, if you've been together a long uh, enough, a long time, you are able to flip that switch quite easily. Like Brazil, mm-hmm. as we saw yesterday, that switch between offense and defense is an, it's very natural for them mm-hmm. because this team has been together for two or three years. They can close their eyes and play. So people insult Richarlison as space, but in the Brazil system, he's next level Ronaldo, mm-hmm. you know, for them. We seem to have the startings of that now. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely respected the work that was done defensively. Right. Because if you look at them, basically what we did was we negated every single strength they had. Bernardo Silva wants to play to the middle. There was, there was no, no space. space. Otavio wants to pass through the middle. There was no space. Cristiano Ronaldo wants spa- uh, passes through the middle. There was no space. We shifted them to their wings and then even denied them the space to cross the ball for Ronaldo, who is perhaps one of the greatest headers of the ball, if not the greatest header of the ball, you can look at the cross numbers mm-hmm. that we limited them to, and the quality of the cross. We limited the crosses, and, and the then quality. the ones that came into, we limited the quality yeah. of the crosses, which are very important. So, that kind of work you cannot overlook. And I think sometimes, when in analyzing the games, we tend to go at certain players and say, Oh, look at what this one did. And I was yesterday, I was having a conversation with us, like, Yeah, take this one off and let Kudus carry the ball. And I'm saying, Yes, but. When Kudus gets the ball, who wins the ball for Kudus? Somebody has to win the ball for before him. Kudus can carry. Mm-hmm. You understand? Kudus cannot go and win and carry. So it's part of somebody needs to do a job so for, spoke. You know, mm-hmm. for somebody else to do this. It might not be pretty. You might not like it. You might not understand it. Mm-hmm. But what I saw for 65 minutes yesterday or so, 
I was very happy. I think that if we're able to maintain that and get better at what we, we will, that flexibility mm-hmm. to go we, between this team has something. This offense. team has something. Again, I repeat, this World Cup has come too soon for this team. This if this team had been together just one year, one year, one before year this before this World Cup, ah, Masa, Masa, <laughs> but they, they say like they, teams would dance. They, they had that go to somewhere. Which one? The layout one? Yeah. It was a good goal, Simon. It was a good goal. It'd ah, be offside. No, it was a good goal. Every goal is checked. So if there, if there was a problem, was a oh, they waved. They didn't check the penalty. What no, are you talking about? The Leal goal was the a good goal. Ah. The, it wasn't contentious at all. It's automatically designed. If you are off, the system will show. The Leal goal was a good goal. Everything is automatic. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? thing is automatic. I think for me the biggest decision was the penalty that changed it. But the Leal goal was changed the game. The penalty changed everything. And everything. Even with the penalty, they did not outdo us. As to end it. so much, yeah. yeah. I mean, after the penalty, yeah. it's not like they outplayed us, no, 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 you no, know. No, no. Yeah. We marked them boot for boot, and Charlie, a referee added his vote and they, they won. <laughs> <laughs> Still listening to the City Breakfast Show, you know. Maybe but now, now that now that we we, we we are we are happy, sad, sad, happy, whichever one. So we must find a situation. And enjoy. We'll, we'll find a situation in a second. We'll find a situation in a second. Somebody's on a... Charlie, because why the thing catch? You, you, yeah, they can't. They can't. Let us go and discuss something. Charlie, the ball. Again, again. So this is the CT Breakfast Show. Coming up next is Your Money. Your Money brought to you by CBG. We stand with you, they say. Now, this is what have we been looking at. Sky, you were sharing a tip in terms of cutting budget. You shared that a few days ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bernard was also earlier talking about, um, let's looking at your investments, really. Just seeing how to vary your investments and see what you can do with them. Don't put all of it at once. Just talk to your investment people. Mm-hmm. Vary the mix and mm-hmm. see what works, what doesn't work, or what makes sense to you yep. um, at a particular time. Um, lastly, this week, we've been just... Looking at all the tips in line with the budget that was read yesterday, we'll come to that. There's economic difficulty. So, yeah, this week has been a week of just very interesting tips, varying your investments, Mm -hmm. spreading them around, looking at the mix and speaking to your investment manager. Mm -hmm. And as Sky said, look at your budget one more time and see where you can cut, see where you can review so you can save some money for yourself. That's That's your money. Your money brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Everybody 
Welcome back. There's still the City Breakfast Show. Send your messages on 0549-986-996. Now it's the end of the year and planning has already started for the festivities. Your shopping list is long, but only cash. SG Ghana is here to sort you out. Just spend 500 CDs or more when you sh- when you shop for your friends and loved ones and receive an attractive cashback reward. Simply pay for your shopping with your SG Ghana Visa card at your favorite shops and get an attractive cashback reward for more shopping. Call 0302-214-314. Promotion ends on December 31. This year, remember with Societe General Ghana, the future is you. And some people enjoy coaching their football teams from their couch. Last night or yesterday, we were all doing a lot of coaching. Some people love to visit the perfume shops in Paris from their phones. Whatever it is you love to do, Surfline is giving you fast and available data. All you have to do is get a Surfline device or top up and experience countless uninterrupted hours of fun. You also get a free voucher to Surfline partners like X-Men, Cheesy Pizza, Doman Foods and Body Basics. So top up against a Surfline device today. Surfline better together. And the Ghana Pay Mobile Money Service app is here. Just download it from the App Store or Play Store and register by dialing star 707 hash or visit or you can visit any branch of your selected bank to activate your wallet. Ghana Pay transaction be free. You only pay 11. Ghana Pay your money your way. On December 24, you'll be hearing this song and more. Because Akwaba will be there, Din Chinchin Band will be there, Prior will be there. It's the Situation 2022 edition. The outdoor party of all outdoor parties. Just to round up the year. So, so after a long year, we are doing situation two. Yeah, situation. Yeah, we are doing situation. Yeah, <laughs> you know we've been we we've all, over the years, um, almost how many years? Um, Sixteen years. We've been known for December to remember, which is the um, white top and the jeans, jeans party. Uh, party that we do. Um, but COVID came and taught us 
a few, give us a few ideas. Um, so we, we've actually moved away from December to remember and started um, situation, C-I-T-I-Wishing. And that's what, what it is. We, we, it's an outdoor event, um, which is, you have the best of both worlds. Thank you. You have the artists mm-hmm. perform like they were doing mm-hmm. with the tour. Mm-hmm. And then you also have the option of having your drink. Thank you. And also, in some cases, mm-hmm. eating a full meal, a buffet <laughs> dinner. Um, and having, <laughs> having the grills, the grills, um, I don't know, it's grills, they say, what you guy. Yes, that one. <laughs> you know, having your everything. beef, kebab, goat kebab, everything, you know, all at the same venue, at the same time. Thank you. While listening to good music. While Italy and enjoying and dancing. Thank you. Thank so you. It's everything put together. Yeah, Portugum. In an open air environment, mm-hmm. and this is happening at La Palm Royal mm-hmm. uh, Beach Hotel, mm-hmm. uh, the gardens. Mm-hmm. So that's the situation. Mm-hmm. And you know, you you just played Aquabua. Mm-hmm. I think Aquabua was there two years ago, or so was it last year? No, yeah. two years ago. Yeah, last yes, year we yeah. had Mofurian Ponsa, Rafa. So Aquabua was there, and um, we are bringing Aquabua back, mm-hmm. and then. We are also bringing prayer. 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 Yeah. So prayer will also be there to, to also give us some good music. And we all have our, the, what, the people we call the city, the city band. Mm-hmm. The chin band. <laughs> I mean, they can, they, they can stand on their feet for mm-hmm. five hours nonstop. Mm-hmm. I mean, in chin will be there. And there'll be other, other perf- performances by, you know, um, you know, the, all the correct musicians you, you, you can <laughs> think about. So it's the 24th of December. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm, 24th December, Sky. That's right. so That's right. Chale, no, no, I'm, I can't even wait for it because, Chale, you know, all along I've been doing academics, academics. So this year, Chale, because it's at the beach, call your member. And it's Say, all white. It's all white. Hey. It's all white. So my brother, if you, you you know that you want to enjoy on the twenty fourth, just start putting money together. Because the table though, we have those that are sitting eight. Mm-hmm. And so you call your boys boys. And you know, on the other side, you have your girls. You know, we are not. You know, you know, you have to come together uh-huh. so that when you come, no, you sit at one place. As you sit, no, you know, drinks day there for you, teaching yard day there for you. Whether you want hala or you want a rabbit or whatever you want, it will be sorted out. And then there are special packages attached to the whole thing. Thank you. So, my brother, if you have to pull resources together, Charlie, call your friends. They Charlie, this thing with the go. So bring thousand Ghana. The other person mm-hmm. thousand Ghana. We put it together, Charlie. Then we are, we are in for a party because I'm coming there fully, fully. Nanya. Me and Papa will sit at one place. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you can you call. Don't, you know me. I don't sit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you find someone sitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but, but we have to blow the show first. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> call zero two zero five nine seven three nine seven three or zero five five eight nine seven three nine seven three for more details. Now the tables, you've got your silver table which seats six people and is going for four thousand CDs. Go-
gold table, also six people going for six people, but it's going for five thousand CDs. Then your platinum table, which sits eight people, is going for nine thousand five hundred. And then your diamond table, which sits eight people, but also that goes for seven thousand Ghana CDs. So I think it's important that we we tell you what it is you are getting. So if you pay four thousand CDs, you are getting one bottle of prosecco, one bottle of wine, one pack of beer, a, a cocktail per person. Six soft drinks and you know all kinds of goodies. So just call zero two zero five nine seven three nine seven three or zero five five eight nine seven three nine seven three and get all these details. Yeah. Write them down and then. And book again, your table. we we are selling tables, yes. But if they're individuals, you want to buy tickets. Maybe there's just one person or ah. two of you. Mm-hmm. You can call the number and they'll let you know. And then there are those who also want non-alcoholic yes. tables those are also available so when you call the number just say that you want the non-alcoholic table um, which are priced a little lower than the alcoholic mm-hmm. so you know you, you can you can make yourself comfortable um, last year we had we had a lot of yes, requests yes, on, on yes, that so yes, yes. non-alcoholic table um, and then if you are individuals or just, just one two a couple you know, you are you are you are at liberty. So just call the number and make sure that you are representing. Zero two zero five nine seven three nine seven three zero five five eight nine seven three nine seven three. Just call these numbers, book your table, and get ready. Get that all white ready to come and party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So we be hearing a kwaboa in Ching Ching Band and Prior, DJ Mingo, DJ JJ. Imagine my people came only yesterday and I'm, I'm trying to get it. I'm calling and nobody is minding me. I get this all the time. Ah, people! Uh, ah. You know what to do. Buy the thing now. Reserve it. Put the money there. Hey. So we know that you are there are some people to do with uh, <laughs> two days to time. Then of course, say, hey, so you didn't tell me that you are doing an event. <laughs> 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 you know, that one I keep quiet for safety reasons. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to some of the messages that have come through on 0549-986-996. Okay, so let me take you to this one coming in from Edmond Azamati. And it says that if referees wouldn't use VAR when incidents like uh, the one that happened uh, yesterday happened in matches, then I'm sorry, no African national team will win the World Cup anytime soon. But why that uh, substitution when Kudus was making the Portuguese look like 10 men when he was on the field? Coach Otopa, all the same, the players did extremely well. This one is coming in from Kelly inside Dodua. says that Ghana complaining about the penalty decision, saying it was not not a penalty. Yes, I agree. But um, it takes me back to the game with South Africa, uh, the soft penalty that was given against the South Africans. This <laughs> Charlie, some people say that Charlie is deja vu. Uh, well, so I think it's, it's, it's a fair point. It's a fair, it's a fair point. Yeah. That penalty to was somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I always say in football that decisions level themselves out. So today right. you get it, tomorrow Come. you won't. That means, Come. I mean, look, but this is World Cup and it's, you, 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 right. you normally would expect that the quality of decisions are Quality yeah, that's all we're saying. Uh, yesterday after the game, the South Africans tweeted something, you know, like some emoji be like that. Even they didn't say much, they just tweeted. I don't know why they're harassing us. Hey, that uh, man, that South African man there, when he's hosting the discussion, I don't want to listen Thomas. to him. Thomas. Lambo. Because that guy has never said a word in favor of Ghana yeah. ever before. Yeah. <laughs> this one is coming in from Kobe One. Uh, Z from Achimanso and he says that why are Ghanaians bashing the referee? Do we remember Ghana versus South Africa? Kama is everywhere. Good morning to your listeners. This one is coming in from Yakubu Ibn Chambas in Accra says on the evidence of what I saw yesterday there is no doubt that the Black Stars will walk easily past the Koreans if only the boys work on their fitness. As Asasamoa uh, stated or is it started? Stated. Uh, stated uh, the boys need to stop respecting bigger teams and stars. That's a very important uh, but I didn't there. think they did yesterday. No, yeah, I didn't. Yesterday they didn't show any. Respect. They went there on their own. They had an assignment. Yeah, because they, they held them. They held them to it, and they were frustrated. You see, sometimes I think there's a bit of confusion. I think people um, 
take the defensive, the emphasis on defensive organization or just general organization for timidity. I think there's a very, and also, let's stop the way we watch club football. As, as, being, as, as a basis to as a benchmark for national team football, the stakes are very different. What happens is very different. A lot of times we say, "Oh, but this happens at Arsenal. Why is it not happening at Manchester United? Eh, happening in the Black Stars? Or this happens at AC Milan? Why is it not happening here?" It's a it's a bit you know. They are, uh, they are different. They, they are, are very different things. Nathan um, and team. One thing I learned from the Black Stars match yesterday was that it's not over until it's over. You see, Dede was uh, still celebrating his goal as the Portuguese were pursuing a second. <laughs> How was Andrea used to celebrate? He was on the bench. He was on the bench at the time. He was actually his no. Bathroom. He was. He was not. He ce- was celebrating his goal. Oh. Uh-huh. When he only turned to notice that we had considered one. Okay, you mean on the bench? Oh, yeah, no, the yeah. whole bench was. He, a free was yeah. hugging him. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's yeah. what he means by he was celebrating. I mean, ah. yeah, you know, we are enjoying. We've scored. Why are there? And then oh, <laughs> behind <laughs> us. This one from BB in North Kane, she says, guys, but in spite of the referee's um, award of penalty, why did the coach make those changes at a point when we had just equalized? Heightened spirit, stand the Portuguese, and we could have beaten them from that point. Uh, on, uh, I seriously blame our coaches' bad decision, poor timing of the decision. I think you know people are commenting really yeah, on, on that. the question of timing of what, what happened yesterday. Good morning, City. Please tell Samens that what happened to Ghana yesterday forms part of the quote and unquote the unwritten rules of FIFA. Same thing happened at our last outing. That Suarez handball is an automatic goal for the attacking team and a red card for the player who handled the ball any day. Um, this one uh, from Kwame in Awoshi says that how did Ronaldo win the Man of the Match award yesterday? This whole thing is a setup. It was uh, all cooked for Ronaldo. FIFA should be ashamed. Charlie, people are livid. This one is coming in from Kwame Abuaje in Cape Coast, and he says that well done to our gallant black stars for playing their hearts out, but for the wickedness, wickedness, <laughs> wickedness, treachery of the referee, our team would have won. We will surely qualify by winning our next two matches. This one is coming in from Papa J uh, from Dan Suman. And he says, Team City, um, it is really obvious that FIFA wants to keep the Ronaldo Neymar Messi brand uh, for the World Cup. Even when Neymar played very poorly and did not even score, they still hyped him and ignored the one who scored twice. No VAR check for two goals. Dubious penalty on due warning. To Ghana uh, and the Canadian players, six yellow cards for Saudi Arabia. Hmm. And this one says, guys, please, please, please discard the budget to football <laughs> is over for now. But you see, I mean, I mean, looking at what we did yesterday, Charlie Nathan and, 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 and Gottfried, do we have a chance of making it to the next stage? We have Korea coming up. And now we have Uruguay. As you know, Godfrey said yesterday, the game with the Uruguayans will be a game of emotions mm. because we want to go at these guys yeah. and avenge the very, 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 very dreadful te- 2010 thing. So he says that it will be a question of emotions. But the Korea- for, for the for the for the for those of us watching, mm-hmm. okay, for those of us of us watching, but the guys. The they will go and play football. Okay. okay. Trust me. They will go and play football. Oh, sometimes they'll have it at the back of their minds. But they were not they didn't play twenty ten. No, but you see the orientation has been such that even if when you talk to them, mm-hmm. this conversation has been had. The one saying that they are energized 
to to to, sure, oh, yes, to yes, clear yes, the path. Yes, yes, but they, revenge. They the people, the people are coming. They are not coming to play. And that's what makes it emotional for them. You see, and the reason why I'm saying it's, it will be emotional is Uruguay will play on the fact that. Ghana is coming in not Bigger. just with tactical yeah, but motivation, but there's an emotional aspect. And Uruguay is one of the best teams at teasing that out. That they will correct. test you. The point I'm making is that I, I, look, we are the lowest ranked team, team on paper, yeah. but I don't think that the top ten teams believe in that ranking. Oh, that's what they don't. Oh, they don't play for player. They know. The teams are not. The teams amongst themselves to who will cause them problems. Yes. So I'm just saying that these guys. I, look, I, I like what I saw yesterday, and I think that given that camp, there's is healthy. Everything is okay with them. I I expect them to win the next two matches and take us to the next stage. I mean, Uruguay, it, Uruguay. I'm, 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 I'm hedging my bets on Uruguay. Uruguay. Korea, I keep telling you, I'm worried. You are worried. I, I want us to beat Korea. I'm just worried that they we'll could post of them. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll be tall of them. Yes, sir. We'll get to the budget in a bit. But have you been hustling under the scorching sun? Are you tired and thirsty? Do you need something to go with your meals? Then Coca-Cola is what you need. Get Coke Zero Fanta Sprite in the 300 ml returnable glass bottle at 2 CD 50 pesos. Get the same products in the 300 ml plastic bottle at 3 CD 50 pesos. And get your favorite Coke Classic in the 300 ml plastic bottle at 3 CD 50 pesos. Coca Cola Real Refreshment for all occasions. Coca Cola Zero Sugar, you need to try first. I'm sure you've realized how time consuming it is when you're trying to hire people for your office. Take that bedding and hand it to the room. The room gives you access to a community of versatile, well-trained talents that are determined to go above and beyond in their respective fields. Visit theroom.com to hire better talent faster. And it's discount season at Orca Deco. Have you prepared your home for the ultimate Christmas holiday experience yet? Orca is offering a 20% discount on all home furniture purchases made between the 21st and 24th of September. You can now remodel your home for less. Find Orca off the Spintex Road. Think Black Friday. Think Orca. So listening to the City Breakfast Show, uh, we'll, we'll take a very, very quick break. When we come back, we'll get into the budget. It was read yesterday on the floor of Parliament. We'll pick it apart and talk about the high points, the low points, and uh, get a few thoughts. Your thoughts and comments are welcome on 0549-986-996. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Welcome back. Seven, eight minutes after nine on the City Breakfast Show. Sending your comments on 0549-986-996. Apart from the football, the budget was read yesterday. It was actually read earlier. So typically you'd have had your budget being read early in the afternoon or something. But it was read very early, around 10 a.m. 
the finance minister Kendo Foriata was on the floor of mm-hmm. parliament to um, give you the 2023 budget. A number of uh, you know very interesting fallouts. Mm-hmm. So the ban on civil servants or the employment of civil servants effective January 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, the purchase of new vehicles will be restricted to locally assembled ones. While the allocation of fuel coupons to political appointees, heads of MDAs, MMDAs, and SOEs, um, the allocation has been reduced by 50%. So that's on one hand. On the other hand, VAT has gone up by 2.5%. So VAT is now 15%. Mm-hmm. While the um, e-levy has been reduced from 1.5% to 1%. But that came with a very interesting catch that looks like has escaped a lot of people. The 100 CD daily threshold meant to cushion vulnerable people has been removed. So now, any amount you send will get e-levy attraction. All right. Let's listen to more from the budget um, in this report. In accordance with the law, the Finance Minister Ken Oforiata has presented before Parliament on behalf of President Ekufuado the 2023 budget statement, which actually projects government's revenue and expenditure for the ensuing year. And as part of the measures by the government to reset the economy, the Finance Minister announced a reduction of the e-levy to 1% from the 1.5% that we know and also increased the value-added tax by 2.5%. Mr. Speaker, we will undertake the following actions, initiatives and interventions under the seven-point agenda. Two, aggressively mobilize domestic revenue will, among others, one, increase VAT rate by 2.5% to directly support our rules and digitalization agenda. Fast track the implementation of the Unified Property Rate Platform Program in 2023 and review the E-Levy Act and more specifically reduce the headline rate from 1.5% to 1% of the transaction value as as well as the removal of the daily threshold. To boost local productive capacity, we will, among others, cut the imports of public sector institutions that rely on imports either for inputs or consumption by 50% and would work with the Ghana Audit Service and Internal Audit Agency to ensure compliance, support the aggressive production of strategic subsidies, including the list disclosed at the President's last address to the nation, support large-scale agriculture and agribusiness interventions through the Development Bank of Ghana and ADB Bank, introduce policies for the protection and incubation newly formed domestic industries to allow them to make the goods produced here competitive for local consumption and also for exports. The Finance Minister Ken Oforiata also highlighted some expenditure rationalization measures which incorporate a freeze on public service hirings. Mr. Speaker, in line with our objective to restore debt sustainability, concessional loans will continue to be the preferred financing option for projects. We, however, recognize that there may be cases where non-concessional borrowing may be required to finance critical transformative projects. Such financing will be determined within limits that are consistent with our debt sustainability program. We inform this House at the Media Fiscal Policy Review of projects that will be financed within our non-concessional borrowing limits. Accordingly, we will not publish any list of projects to be financed from external non-concessional loans in this budget, previously titled 
Appendix 10C. Implementation of the Cabinet Directives on Expenditure Measures. Mr. Speaker, as a first step toward expenditure rationalization, government has approved the following directives which takes effect from January 2023. All MDAs, MMDAs, NSOEs are directed to reduce full allocations to political appointees and heads of MDAs, MMDAs and SOEs by 50%. This directive applies to all methods of fuel allocation, coupons, electronic cards, just to sell fuel depots. Accordingly, 50% of the previous year's budget allocation for fuel shall be earmarked for official businesses pertaining to these institutions. A ban, Mr. Speaker, on the use of V8s or V6s or its equivalent except for cross-country travel. All government vehicles will be registered with GV Green number plates from January 2023. Mr. Speaker, limited budgetary allocations will be granted for the purchase of vehicles. For the avoidance of doubt, purchase of new vehicles shall be restricted to locally assembled vehicles. Only essential foreign travel across governments, including SOEs, shall be allowed. No official foreign travel shall be allowed for board members. Accordingly, all government institutions should submit a travel plan for the year 2023 by mid-December of all expected travels to the Chief of Staff. As far as possible, meetings and workshops should be done within the official environment all government facilities. Government-sponsored external training and staff development activities at the Office of the President's Ministries and SOEs must be put on hold for the 2023 financial year. Reduction of expenditure on appointments, including salary freezes, together with suspension of certain allowances like housing, utilities, and clothing. A freeze on new tax waivers for foreign companies and review of tax exemptions for free zone mining oil and gas companies. A hiring freeze for civil and public servants. No new government agency shall be established in 2023. There shall be no hampers for 2022. There shall be no printing of diaries, notepads, calendars, and other promotional merchandise by MDAs, MMDAs, and SOEs for 2024. All non-critical projects must be suspended for 2023 financial year. The minority, however, expressed disappointment in the government's 2023 budget, saying that the debt restructuring measures would affect euro bonds and domestic bonds. The minister, after reading the budget, has failed to provide us with a budget statement that includes the appendices where the numbers can actually be found and where critical analysis of government economic policy can be done. What he gave to us today is nothing but grammar. He has informed us clearly that Ghanaian economy is indeed in an intensive care unit. In fact, and obviously as the minority leader said, if you are in intensive care unit, two things can happen to you. You either die or recover. But unfortunately, the dose they gave to us today 
if care is not taken, will result in our economy dying. I say this for a number of reasons. Number one, this minister had informed us that going forward in the year 2023, there is going to be a freeze on employment. At the time, at the time that we know that unemployment, particularly with the youth, is in excess of 50%. He is informing us that going forward, they are going to introduce a new tax called VAT, 2.5% increase in VAT. Simply put, VAT will be 21%. Statutory rate of VAT will be 21%. But the effective rate of VAT is going to be 22%. This is scary. For me, I am saddened. The minister, in his budget speech to parliament in paragraph 121, has successfully announced that Ghana is going to go through debt restructuring. I heard the deputy minister, Honorable Abina, in his statement that the only debt instrument that will not be part of the restructuring is treasury bills. This simple means that if we are a domestic debt holder, bonds is going to be affected by the debt restructuring. So one-year bond, two-year bond, three-year bond, or whatever-year bonds, as long as it's domestic, some form of haircut, you should expect it. The government has informed again that going forward, the external debt, euro bonds, are going to get haircut through the debt restructuring. Term loans are, are, is, is going to go through a haircut. So clearly, the president was not honest to the people of Ghana when he announced that there will be no haircut. The Deputy Finance Ministers, Abner Seasari and John Kuma, also provided some clarity on the budget. We know that 2023 is quite a, a difficult year because of what we have been through in 2022. Fortunately, we are negotiating a fund program, and so this budget, it was anchored on four key programs or pillars. First of all, we want to achieve debt sustainability and through the IMF program and the new program which has been announced in this budget, which is the debt exchange program, we believe that by the end of the year, we'll be able to bring the debt of the country to sustainable level. We also want to uh, go on aggressive revenue mobilization path. And if you heard in this budget, government is seeking to raise the VAT by 2.5%. We are also, however, bringing down the E-Levy from 1.5% to 1%. And we believe that that will help us to increase our revenue mobilization, among others. The property rate uh, tax, which has been delayed for a while, is now ready for implementation. And that is also factored in this budget. We believe that we'll be able to achieve aggressive revenue mobilization in 2023. The House is expected to commence the debate on the budget on Friday. Reporting from Parliament, my name is Ni Ayukwe Okain for City News. So that was Ni Ayukwe Okain's report from Parliament. Reactions, the budget itself. If you go to citynewsroom.com, there are raft of stories. Citybusinessnews.com has the entire text that the finance minister read. So for those who are interested in reading the entire text, you can get that on citybusinessnews.com. We also had the minority saying that, look, they didn't like the budget. The budget really did not carry a lot of substance in their 
in their estimation. But a few things that we've said. So government has announced a number of things. One VAT has gone up by two and a half percent. It's now fifteen percent. E-levy is down to one percent, but the hundred city daily threshold has been taken away. Fuel allocations to political appointees and heads of MDAs, MMDAs, SOEs have been reduced by 50% and the purchase of vehicles shall be restricted to locally assembled vehicles as well. There's also a freeze on um, employment into the... uh, There's a a ban on employment of civil civil servants effective January 2023. Um, So those are some of the big points from the budget. Initial reactions... um, I think we the the I think we all got the news that VAT was going to go up. That's not a surprise. Sometimes was there any other thing that surprised you? Um <clears throat> surprise no. Surprise no. I actually was actually I, I actually thought it will, it will be more it will be severer than what I heard yesterday, okay. to be honest. Um given the situation we find ourselves in. And it's all revenue, 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 revenue. If we don't show good promise of raising revenue within the shortest possible time, we don't stand a chance of um, securing this IMF thing. Okay. And I, I think we, we made this point uh, clear earlier on. And whether it was good budget, bad budget, I don't think there's anything like a good budget or a bad budget. I, I don't think so. Mm. Uh, nobody, no political party or government... Uh, where it sort will will put a budget down and say it's bad. I think it all boils down to execution. Mm. There can be good execution and bad Bad. execution. Thing is, you can have the nicest things written in the budget. If they are executed wrongly, we're in trouble. And I'm saying, let's, let's for one moment forget about yesterday's budget. And go and take last year's budget. And let's see the degree of success with execution. And ask ourselves, if we had executed everything that we budgeted and planned to to the optimum level, Mm. would we have been here? This is it. And, And I'm going through all the things that... Um, the Honourable Minister said um, he was going to do. I'm asking, these are not new things. These suggestions have come up since when, 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 when. The people have been talking about it, you know. So now you've packaged it and brought it. But we can only wait to see how they will be implemented. Mm. So for your execution is key. It's execution, execution, execution. How we implement. How we implement. I mean, look. They are talking up. There's a point that he talks about cutting down on, cutting down on um, imports by uh, uh, government institutions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's a good step. But how about cutting down on the number itself? Because they actually stated, thirty-six state enterprises. Uh, you know, there, there's a portion. I, I, I'll look for that. You know, we 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 still have not gone beyond the space of comfort because there's a uh, there's an uncomfort- uncomfortable decision that somebody has to take okay okay let's maintain the status quo 
and let's try and reduce the levels of consumption. And I'm saying that trying to reduce the levels of the consumption is is a first step, good step. But also cutting down on the numbers themselves can get us somewhere. So for me, execution, second execution, <laughs> third execution. execution. <laughs> Girlfriend. Yeah, quite a few things. Um, uh, I will start from the consumption side. The uh, points that he made on that was part of the under revamping production. So, for uh, instance, okay. the proposal that daily graphic will now enter into paper production. Um, between now and then, what are the details? Perhaps we'll see that later. Also, the point about public institutions that rely on imports, either for imports or consumption. You will see their imported material demands halt from next year. We've seen the biggest, one of the biggest importers is uh, the school feeding program. We're importing mackerel. <laughs> We're importing rice. How much money goes there? Would that be, is that part of the being halved? Because then suddenly we'd have to find alternatives for uh, 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 the school feeding program. I mean, it's simple. I mean, very easy. Yeah, I'm just saying, if there are local alternatives, alternatives. Well, so that's what I'm saying. So yes, that that is something I am looking at. So if you are saying you are halving it, it's a question I'm asking legitimately. So can we now say that fifty percent of the rice that buffer stock gives to produced, the schools yeah. will no longer be Important. rice that they brought in, and that local rice farmers are now going to find themselves suddenly in a space where they can push in fifty percent? Of that allocation, but that's going by the book because what it is is that <laughs> which is the, the implementation the, you are talking about? Exactly, implementation. The implementation is implementation. that if we stopped hundred percent imports on rice for school feeding, we are in trouble. Whether the in the situation we find ourselves in with local rice, they can supply consistently. Consistently, you see. So just writing it in a budget. It's not yeah. the solution, but connecting it to the full chain, yeah. coming back to our great policy and how we are helping local rice uh, producers or uh, growers to survive in their business and also uh, 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 scale, up. scale up. So this means that if we had been doing all these things in the last few years, the yeah. day we come to a decision that says we are no longer importing, we are ready. Yeah, you see, and, and that's what I'm saying that in the end, what everybody will be looking out for. Ultimately, like some men said, implementation. How are you going to do these things? For instance, there's a line that talks about uh, essential something. All, sorry, all non-critical projects must mm-hmm. be suspended for 2023 financial year. What will fall under non-critical? Because there's a, there's a very huge discretionary space in there that we've always known has been abused. We can make you know several references. So if you say all non-critical, what it will be because it will depend on who is making the determination of what is critical or not. So I can decide to spend five hundred million based on me suddenly thinking this is critical. Mm, mm, okay, but is there no level of reasonability we should we should you know read into that? No, I won't because so that, hold on, so I, w- I won't we, because we know that in a choice between say a road to some nowhere mm. and then <laughs> a, a, a road critical, to nowhere. yeah, that's right, and a critical hospital for a particular community which actually needs it. I think there's the, the balance. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a tip, I'll give you a typical example. Mm-hmm. The allocation of 400 million mm-hmm. that was used for the cathedral, for instance, was passed under what contingency? Contingency. That, that was a wrong move. Yeah, but I'm just saying that is what the, ah. that is the kind of leeway you've given. Mm-hmm. 
because the law does allow it couldn't so have they've been done a it. is that a yeah, contingency yeah, that no. I mean, you see so that's where we speak the truth that it was a bad decision to characterize that as contingency yes but we have always know have been done so yeah. again it comes down to the points that mess makes mm-hmm. someone would have sat down and used his discretion based on where he's sitting so the minister would have announced all these nice policies but uh, the, the the politics of it means that you are unable to actually execute and get the outcomes that you are looking for. Mm-hmm. And for this particular year, it is outcomes that will be key. Mm-hmm. Because if we do not get these outcomes, we are dead. We are dead as we speak. Yesterday, he told us we are dead something, something distressed. You are the economist. You can tell me <laughs> what it is. He said, we are something, something distressed. In other words, we can't pay our debt. Yes, we, we can't pay our debt. Yeah, yeah. So he needs discipline. Not just it that. Will, yeah, we need it to means you can't pay your debt. Mm-hmm. And you are annoying your credit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you are annoying the, them. <laughs> the, uh, so you, are, you are appealing that we should restructure, yeah. so that we'll have some breathing space. Focus on uh, on the on the on the property rates thing. Mm-hmm. When did you, have, did you start talking about property rates? Someone said the last budget. Let's go to the last two budgets, yeah, the, the last, last three, three budgets, budget. the last four budgets, the last five budgets. Every single one has spoken about we are going to speed up property rates. What happened to the implementation? It is now we are going to speed it up. Last time we spoke, they said they are building some database with uh, something, something. Uh, I'm out for, for yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> then they go and see that. Uh, but the properties they are owned by us. <laughs> and you know the, you know, you know the biggest test where it will yeah, come yeah. from. I'm waiting for this: the hiring freeze for civil and public servants. Okay. You let the people in the public space. The nurses, they are there. Mm-hmm. They are waiting. There will be exemptions next year. No, there will be a year more exemptions. You are going to tell nurses you hire in this country. No, there will be watch. more exemptions, lah. Okay, so again, is <laughs> the discipline of it for me? Mm-hmm. So he said a lot of nice things. All right. Um, the two that again people will look at, of course, the VAT. VAT the VAT is yeah. the a really big deal for people, and some have described it as robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, especially in connection also with the E levy, where uh, they say now we are at one percent, but the threshold is gone. A lot of people yesterday in their commentary said, "Well, the threshold has been gone for a very long time. You are simply now making it official, so far as they are concerned." Okay, so. Those are also key elements, and the VAT side of it is where the difficulty will also be because you are looking at both producers and importers in that space who are already telling you they are feeling a lot of pressure, right? Yeah, so a lot of uh, shake in there. And then finally, the last point I will make is the fuel thing. In my space, you should have said, look, buy your own fuel. It is not about 50% or anything because it boils down to the discretion. Okay, if the chief director is summoned by the minister who says, Hey, today we are fueling A, B, C, D. Also, the one on the V8 uh, not being used within the city. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty difficult rule to implement. Everybody will find an excuse to use that V8. Unless we are, are we going to suddenly buy or I don't know how the system works. Does everybody who have a V8 have a, a saloon as well? I, ideally, that's the policy that they have always used. That, okay, when you are of a certain rank, you have one V8, which is the big official vehicle, mm. and they give you one saloon. What about those who don't have the V8, who don't have the saloon? Yeah, I, 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 given my experience in this space... But also, uh, given my experience... As an ex-public servant. But also, given my experience in that space, a lot of them actually have only the V8. No, 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 no. Normally, normally... 
normally the what you have four by four. You have a four by four and a small salary. That's if you are a, 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 a director, government appointee. appointee yes, 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 yes. Yeah, a government. But but at least we we've we've identified that this thing is is draining our resources. So, so just stop it. So Let's stop it. Stop it. And stop it means don't even government don't even buy them. Stop buying <laughs> just them. Stop buying. Just stop buying them. You know. Now you see, I, I look at this thing again. We are in dire need of of forex. Yes. I, I I'm not so sure, and I, I've I've been trying to scan through the the whole budget. I didn't see specific di- directives on FDIs. I don't know if I Foreign missed that. Yeah, no, no. The, 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 there's I a was waiver. hoping that. So there yeah, shall be there's a freeze, a freeze on, on new tax waivers. New tax waivers. No, 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 foreign no, companies. No, foreign something company. to encourage Finish more, more. Um, FDIs at this time that we can't even borrow. Mm-hmm. So how do we trigger a certain policy that will open up the system in a more controlled manner? So that because apart from the energy sector, I'm not so sure the the success rate of our FDI. In other sectors, you know, and then this trade policy that we've been talking about here in the studio mm-hmm. over the last I don't know how many years, trade policies that will create champions out of Ghanaians mm-hmm. and also help industrialize whatever we choose to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we are still doing the me and my family, me and my family, small, small, small businesses. And I think that for a government that wants to leave a legacy, these are some of the marks that we we want to see. Have, you know, m- make bold decisions. Let's create a dangote in the system. Mm-hmm. Let's let's create because if you create a dangote in the system, you you will benefit eventually. You, you understand? So it's not it's not uh, internal. Uh, growing our internal people versus the external. We're saying that uh, let's have the best of both worlds. Let's bring in the FDIs. Let's also create opportunities to help industrialize what we do as Ghanaians. Mm. I see. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Nathan, well, I mean, see, Godfrey just brought this one. <laughs> <laughs> the, the story that says uh, Papa yeah, CEO yeah, says no poetry. Farmer in Ghana can meet our demands. Papa, yeah. I see. Yeah, just two thousand birds a day. I was coming to that. And no poultry farming this country can provide. I was coming to that. You know, but that, that's a very that, that's very sad. That's sad. Yeah. That, that's very sad. Because, like you're saying, if if we if we had built muscle, the the muscle of the poultry industry over time, this this, yeah, this there, there should be somebody yeah, there should in be that somebody space who, but who is able to provide. In some country, the great minister would resign over this. Yeah, yeah that's the truth. You see, <laughs> because this really, this really is the biggest <laughs> manifestation or demonstration of whatever how, policy you how feel. This is the, yes. the you know, Kabila Daku, Yakuko Daku say, you know, Ghana. <laughs> you see, you know, uh, Nathan. So let me take it from the point about local production. Mm-hmm. You see, Samens made a point about trying to inspire investment, and I believe that if the government thinks through the idea of having imports properly. Mm-hmm. It can also use that as a plugin for investors to bring them. But it's a question of what kinds of incentives are you giving? To who? The foreign investor? To the foreign investor or the local investor who is willing to bring in partners from elsewhere in order to invest. Mind you, 
we are in the day and age of the after. So when we are producing, we are not producing with only the Ghanaian market in mind. We are producing with the rest of Africa in mind. Mm-hmm. Because if we have surplus, we should be able to you know, send that to Nigeria. We should be able to send that to Togo, yeah. Benin, you know, Look, La Côte d'Ivoire. You know. So there's this thing you say. If, we, if Nigeria is not buying what you are producing, forget it. Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> they have paid yeah. 300 million. If see, they are not Nigeria buying what you are producing. holds the key to our success as a country. I'm telling you, if you cannot cut Nigeria into your consumption space, please go and sleep. Lock, throw the key away and go and sleep. They won't buy your hospitality. They won't buy your entertainment. They won't buy your food. They won't buy your education. It's free money sitting in Nigeria. It costs you less trying to cut a Nigerian to consume in Ghana than to bring somebody from Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and they have the money. And they, they do have as, the money. As if they, they don't just have the money, it's free, free money. money. <laughs> because what I'm saying is that the space that regulates money in Nigeria is not to disrespect, but it's not as rigid as, as you have in other Western countries. You understand? And I go back to 2005, 2008 period where under President Kufo, they opened up the space in the financial sector. The, what we call the Nigerian banks mm-hmm. came in, triggered competition, the telcos came in, mm-hmm. triggered competition, and then business activity rose to the highest. Mm-hmm. This is what we are talking about. You can't create a prosperous economy if you don't open up business activity mm-hmm. for private players. And when you have done that, the next thing is to scale them up and be... I always say this thing. Please, be selfish about it and grow your own local champions. Mm -hmm. If it's Zoom Lion, whoever can have a problem with Zoom Lion, but one day when you are no more in power, look at Zoom Lion and say that I am proud that I opened up and created, facilitated this Ghanaian. You can name other... People, they're, they're Ibrahim Mohammed's uh, uh, Jata, Jata, Jata Cement, and all the people. But it has look. The Ghanaian must come first. As for the Ghanaian thing, I am very passionate about it because it's the only country that I'm not a stranger. Everywhere else you I go, whether I'm um, uh, whoa, 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 you are a stranger, my brother. You hold a Ghanaian passport if you go elsewhere. So this is the country that. If there's any effort at growing, we should do our best and grow our own people. And 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 still on, on, on that point. So you see, if we have the outside market in mind, mm-hmm. then we are earning foreign exchange, right? Yes. Now, what are the things, as Samins was saying, plugging into what what I had said earlier? What are the things that we can cut Nigeria with? I mean, if you look at the range of food that. Is in demand in Nigeria. <clears throat> I think Ghana has the quality of soil to be able to produce enough for the, Ghana, the, the Nigerian market. For instance, mm-hmm. for example, all the carbs they need. Why is it that Gary, which is one of the major staples you find in any Nigerian home, we are unable to produce that on the commercial level that makes it viable locally mm-hmm. and then also for export. Do you know to, why? Because a good part of the cassava we, we grow is not processed. But why, but why should that be the case? Even the small Even one the small that we process. Why, why should that be the case? 
Do you understand? Why should that be the case? Look, while in the UK, one of the things you would find Ghanaians looking for pa has to do with the, the powder we use for fufu, neat fufu. Mm-hmm. The fufu powder. Yes. For some reason, the Chinese have found themselves in that space. <laughs> so when you go into the shops in the UK, what you find, the Chinese version of those. Do you understand? Something that we thought we had started with, uh, what you, Despite oh, yeah. and his group and all of that. How come till today we have not commercialized and moved it to a space where it is possible to supply enough quantity, not only in Nigeria, all Cameroon, the because they rely on it heavily. La Côte d'Ivoire, mm-hmm. they rely on that mm-hmm. also very, you know, heavily because of, you know, the inconvenience of having to pound fufu and all of the things that come with it. So, I think that there is lack of attention to detail in that space because if the government says that we are going to reduce by 50% imports to the departments and agencies so that much of the things, you know, at least half of the things we need will be produced locally. Here's what I was thinking. The, the other day, Samens gave us an assignment to look at how we can, you know, tweak the ministries. And, yes. and One of the things that came to my mind was that, look, it is possible, given the crisis we have, to pull the soldiers into this space for food production. I see. Because one of the things currently driving the inflationary trends we are seeing is food. We have shortage in the system. We're complaining about what? Poultry. Mm-hmm. Are we saying that we do not have the vision to be able to create the space and lead with the discipline of Ghanaian soldiers, for instance, to provide the leadership that is needed to create a farm that should be able to produce at least 2,000 pieces of you know, chicken for papaya, for instance. I believe it can be done. What I'm saying is that if we see this thing as a crisis, if we see it as, as, as an emergency, the operation feed yourself that we spoke of previously, we should see some serious effort in that particular space. So, why not, for instance, combine the efforts of the Ministry of Agri and the, the, the Defence Ministry? Because in any case, majority of the times, we are either using the soldiers for a few security you know, um, responsibilities here and there, or we are sending them outside the country to do peacekeeping operations. So, if they can bring their discipline to bear, why okay. we create a space for private sector people to also go into that space? It is possible to get them to do some of these things. And you see, funding has been one of the biggest headaches of people operating in the agri sector. Yes. I have friends who have very vast lands sitting there. All they need is capital to be able to buy equipment, move to site, and produce. In many cases, they find MOUs with companies willing to offtake the produce coming out of their market. You can talk about the, uh, what do you call it, the blue skies of this world. They need a certain, you know, quality of, of farm produce coming directly from Ghana. We have the vast lands sometimes sitting along, uh, what do you call it, the water lake, yet we cannot produce enough. For I, I think that when the government is talking about local production, we should see real action. Mm-hmm. The comments are welcome on 0549-986-996. Now, in this World Cup season, don't just cheer and walk away without getting anything. Channel your passion and football knowledge into good use and drive home a brand new Peugeot Landtrek pickup. Subscribe to Ghana Win 2022 via graphicwin2022.com. Read questions and answers to score points. There are prizes for the five highest daily winners, three highest weekly winners, two highest monthly winners, and the overall highest accumulated score gets to drive home a brand new Peugeot Landtrek pickup. 
from Silver Star Auto. You can visit social media for more details. Peugeot from Silver Star Auto. Now, the Ghana Export Promotion Authority, in collaboration with Access Bank Ghana's W Initiative for Women, is inviting all of us to the maiden edition of the Women's Women Icons Regional Exhibition. It's happening at the Parks and Gardens Event Center, Cantonment in Accra. It started yesterday. It will end on Saturday, November 26th. Come along with family to hear, taste, see, feel, and have a total experience of the widest variety of premium made in Ghana products manufactured by a woman right here in Ghana for local consumption and export. Women icons celebrating Ghana women in business. Export more, export Ghana. RT Homes is a real estate company limited. They've got various property f- found at the Oyarefa. I mentioned will you be another preferred locations? They also have two and three av- uh, bedroom houses available at uh, Oyibi behind Valley University for sale in a gated community. Locate RT Homes at Oyarefa Ghana flag. Call them on 0244-692-857 or 0246-102514. Visit rthomeplanners.construction at yahoo.com. This is the City Breakfast Show. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we've got more for you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Welcome back. This is still the City Breakfast Show. Now, Ask Immigration Consulting Services committed to being your source of info, your personal advice, and authorized rep in all your immigration matters for Canada. You can find them at one airport, Square Airport, City, Accra, Ghana, Jason Holiday in Hotel. You can visit askiaimmigration.com for free consultation or call 0506-012289 or 0241-318-890 or send an email welcome at askiaimmigration.com. Askia Immigration Consulting Services, the joy of greatness for your journey to Canada. Alrighty, let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about something very interesting: climate, climate change. It's something we don't talk about often in Ghana, but it's extremely important. It has a bearing on all of us and what we do as a country. So I've been joined by Dramani Bukhari. He's director, partnerships, investments, and entrepreneurship at the Ghana Climate Innovation Center. We also have Ansaki, who's the marketing director at the Ghana Climate Innovation Center, and Bismarck Asamoah Asante, he's a Nassam Brand Enterprise founder and CEO. Lady and gentlemen, good morning. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Thank good you. Morning. How are you doing? Good, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Germani, let, let me start off with you. Can you tell us just a bit about GCIC, um, the Ghana Climate Innovation Center? What happens there? What do you guys do? For those who don't know what, what you're all about. All right, great. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, so the Ghana Climate Innovation Center is a business incubator. Uh, it's a distinctive business incubator to the extent that we focus on businesses or specifically on businesses that are, you know, mitigating or adapting to climate by the products and services that they provide. The Ghana Climate Innovation Center was established in 2016 through a collaboration, you know, funded by the Danish government and the Dutch government through the World Bank. 
at the time of its establishment, it was not just the only CIC that was being established. There were other mm. CICs being established in okay. Kenya, in South Africa, you know, and several other countries. Uh, I think at the time there were about five or six of them. Uh, so we, on a regular basis, will float a call for applications. I see. And then we will attract businesses from five sectors, renewable energy, energy efficiency, um, climate smart agriculture, domestic waste management, water purification and management. So we will attract businesses from these sectors who would come in for a nine-month incubation program. Okay. Our incubation will largely focus on skills development from a commercial mm. perspective, sustainability and leadership. Now, we will also offer a bouquet of services so which uh, which which come in like about six pillars so we have market growth and access we have the entrepreneurship training program we have the technology and product development program we have the women entrepreneurs transformation program we have an access to finance program and then uh, we have the portfolio management program so if you come into our incubator you would get services or you will get support in all of these areas okay. we largely we are the only national incubator that is focused on businesses adapting or mitigating to climate change so which is a niche area and i'm happy to say that we are an institute under Ashesi University, and so we are literally owned by Ashesi University. <laughs> Wonderful. Let's talk a bit about climate change. Like I said, it's, it's important. Some people don't understand how important it is. Some people know. But why should we be concerned in Ghana about climate change? Well, so this is the thing. We need to be concerned about climate change for a number of reasons. Now, our I mean, research studies have shown, and we are feeling it really, that temperatures are rising. In a year, the number of days that are becoming hotter on a day have risen by about 13%. Our nines are getting hotter by about 20% from mm. about 1960. On average, our climate has risen by about 1 per 1 degrees. You might think that is small, but that is huge. It has some very huge impacts. Now, huge impacts because it's resulting in sea level rise. We have seen our coastline mm -hmm. being eroded. Mm -hmm. And so, which then means that we can no longer, people who are inhabiting mm -hmm. along the coastline will have to move further into, you know, um, other areas. Now, fact of the matter is that we are having erratic rainfalls. And so we are having situations where um, drought is becoming a challenge. And on an annual basis at the moment, droughts alone is resulting in losses of up to about $95 million. It is estimated that by 2050, this could become around $325 million. Floods, as you know, is affecting about 45,000 Ghanaians annually. This mm -hmm. is translating into some loss of $100 million. This will double to $200 million by 2050. The question is, if we are not growing businesses who are mindful of the future repercussions that they could have on the climate okay. and grow on the normal pathway, we are going to be having to you know, further accelerate mm. the impacts of climate change, which will come down okay. to, you know, affecting our lives and our very existence, which is why we have to be concerned, and which is why we have to be sure that the small businesses of today who will grow to become the best businesses of tomorrow are doing so on a very sustainable, in a very sustainable manner. Okay. Um, just quickly, can you, let's talk about what, your results have shown and what the results of your cohorts have shown in terms of climate control. Great. So one of the 
biggest parameters for which we exist as a climate change incubator is the levels of carbon dioxide in, in CO2 equivalent mm-hmm. times that we have been able to offset or avoid it. <clears throat> now, from 2017, since we took on our first cohort of businesses to Q2 of this year, we have been able to avoid up to about 85,210 CO2 equivalent of emissions. What that means, literally, is this, that in Ghana, the per capita CO2 emission is 1.57, or literally 1.6, okay? Okay. Now, if you check, what we have avoided as a climate incubator is the emissions that would have been is the emissions that would have been generated by over fifty six thousand Ghanaians. Imagine that we have ten of us that will move that to over five hundred and sixty, and imagine that we're able to further multiply that's like five point six million metric tons. Wow. That for me is huge. And which is why it is important that we have not just a Ghana Climate Innovation Center as an incubator being concerned about the environment, but also other incubators will need to begin to imbibe that into their mm. into their incubation processes. The other very important parameter that we want to always highlight is this: that over the period of our incubation, over six hundred and fifty thousand households in Ghana have benefited from our products. Over 650,000 households okay. have benefited from Africa, which for us is also very critical, considering that the number of households in Ghana is, always, is just around 7, 7 million. Great. Um, and let, let me bring him in. Let's, let's talk about the, the climate focus um, documentaries. Um, just a few words on what they are about and their importance. Why, why, why do they exist in this conversation we are having? So um, every year, um, the GCIC puts out four climate-focused documentaries, um, and they kind of center around some of our best-performing um, cohorts. Okay. Um, I mean, if you look at, for example, everything that Germany has talked about, and imagine that you take, take that data, um, as well as other data about climate issues in Ghana, um, our cohort results, etc., and, and paint a picture through storytelling. Um, and that, that's basically what we do, okay. and we want people to, to know the urgency um, of climate control, um, and how we need to adapt and be more resilient, and also to showcase the, the startling results, the positive results that uh, our cohorts are contributing towards you know, this change. Um, so that's what we've also done this year, and um, they're going to be showing on your platform and also on TV3 till Great. the 2nd of December. Okay, so, so people can actually see what yes. it is we are saying yes. in very relatable ways, ways. Through, through film. You know, and really that. understand how and urgent understand. and important yeah. it is. Okay. Bismarck. Bismarck Kosamasante is a national brand enterprise uh, founder and CEO. Um, let's talk about how GCIC um, has impacted your business and, and what you do. You know. Okay. All right. So as we're talking of climate, GCIC has been able to help us to uh, take us through training as to how to manage our waste because uh, the pieces that we do cut after production have just been there. They just lie down on our, on our, our premises. Okay. So through GCIC, they have taken us through training as to how to manage our waste so that as we are talking of climate, whilst we are solving a problem, we don't adapt to the problem, mm. but then we, solve, uh, we, we find solution to the problem. Mm. So they have also helped us to upscale our business 
from let's say um, five thousand to now producing ten thousand and even moving on to okay. twenty thousand. Okay. Yeah, they've provided with, with they've, they've provided us with a machine, a CNC plasma cutting machine, where it's going to plasma production. It's going to help us with cutting and uh, punching of our, our materials like the steel plate and the galvanized plate. Mm. So now that's what they've been able to help us acquire to be able to um, move our business from one point to the other. Great. Great. We look forward to, you know, watching all these lovely documentaries and all. I had uh, Ansaki here. Ansaki is Marketing Director at the GCIC. That's the Ghana Climate Innovation Center. We also had Dramani Bukhari, Director Partnerships, Investments, Entrepreneurship at the Ghana Climate Innovation Center. And I had Bismarck Asamoah Sante, Nassam Brand Enterprise Founder and CEO. Thank you so, so much, guys, for joining us. It's been fun. I'll be looking forward to the documentaries, and then we'll see um, we'll see how, how they play out. Yeah. Okay, so just a minute. Let me acknowledge uh, our founders, okay. sorry, our funders for, for this program. We are really grateful to the Canadian government through Global Affairs Canada for their funding of the program from, you know, now until 2025. And uh, we look forward to, you know, working with them and other donors mm. even beyond beyond their funding cycle. All Thank right. you. Thank you. Before we head out to the studio, EdTech Monday is a platform for EdTech entrepreneurs, education stakeholders, and government reps to facilitate critical conversations on the use of tech for teaching and learning. Tech Monday builds on the foundations of Young Africa Work Strategy in Ghana and is working to harness opportunities to shape the future of work and to create an inclusive economy with enhanced resilience for young people and the most vulnerable, especially women, by 2023. So the next session of EdTech Monday is happening on the final Monday of November, 9 a.m. on the City Breakfast Show. You can watch live via City 97.3 FM or Mest Africa. So Etec Monday, like I said, is a product of Mest, uh, the Mastercard Foundation. is partnered with Mest Africa to bring you Etec Monday, airing on the last Monday of every month. Access Bank with the Ghana Export Promotion Authority together are bringing you the Women's Icon Regional Exhibition, happening at the Accra, happening at the Parks and Gardens Event Center. Encantments in Accra from Thursday, November 24 to Saturday, November 26. Just go and see all the beautiful products manufactured by women right here in Ghana for local consumption and export. Women Icon celebrating Ghanaian women in business. Export Ghana, export more. That's our CBS for this week. Many thanks for listening. You heard Godfrey Akotobwa for your head cements. You heard Richard De La Sky. My name is Nathan Kwan. I sat in for Bernard Avila. Godfrey Odum gave us help on technical. Show was proudly produced by Fred Jabano and Caleb Koda.